Hello, and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your deus ex machina, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. And I'm Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola, lost in the sauce. Ooh, in many pizza ways, baby. <laughs> and uh, you know the galactic sauce. Ooh, yeah, the the spectral sauce, yeah, the astral lo- sauce. Fully lost in the astral sauce. <laughs> wow, I never thought of it that way, but now it's canon. There is lots of sauce in the astral sea. I'm so excited for this episode. It is perhaps the finale of this arc, perhaps. assuming you don't <laughs> die not? or do something <laughs> that means that we have to keep playing. Um, so let's not wait any longer. Resurrect your friends and get comfortable. It's time for the recap. Last time, our hero found herself fleeing the Kuatoa of the Undersea Omnimalum Fortress with Captain Styx, still mourning the death of the local weak lad, Quince. After almost failing the athletics check to keep swimming, the two managed to make it to the diving bell and back aboard the ship with seconds to spare. Calling on Flambe and her eldritch patron, reminder, you too can be an eldritch patron if you visit our Patreon. Nice. Yes, I know. Good little (laughs) slip in. The tabaxi warlock used a large diamond provided by Captain Styx to revivify Quince, bringing him back from the dead. Revivify your local weak lad. (laughs) Every weak lad deserves a second chance at life. Donate (laughs) today. That's like one of those music uh, mnemonic. (laughs) Every weak lad deserves revivification. really did say it like that. Oh my goodness. Um, Overwhelmed, Zola thanked Flambe and Captain Styx before joining the latter in her quarters to speak more about the reasoning behind their underwater adventure. She learned that Captain Styx came from the southwestern island continent known as the Ashender Isles. Born to a tavern owner and her father, the legendary pirate explorer, Captain Wretch Styx. An absentee father, he returned when she was eight, but left a year later when receiving some strange news. She followed after him, embarking on a life as a pirate on his ship, and returned only once to her home, finding the tavern burned and her mother killed by the citizens of the town, all because they found out her daughter was a tiefling and her lover a devil. They managed to recover an iron container holding her mother's music box, and after burning the town to the ground, they fled back to the sea to continue their adventures. Not long after that, her father's ship was sunk and she wound up on the coast of Emeralia, earning money as a sword dancer so she could afford her own ship. A ship that was sunk not long after she acquired it by the IAN Requiem for the same reasons her mother was killed. Poor Captain Stick. She she has been dealt a rough hand. Rough hand. Rough hand. Since then, she sought this wreck to find that container holding her mother's music box, the only thing she had left of her. Zola consoled the captain and thanked her again before heading down below deck to speak with Ciceros. The two spoke of their feelings for each other. Though they didn't reveal anything specific, nor did either one of them make any moves, they both agreed that they were more than thankful that Zola had made it back from their horrible trip below the water. Awkward flirting complete, she then went to help out Flam. <laughs> she then Excuse went. Excuse me? <laughs> yep. That's how all lesbians flirt. <laughs> that is canon you and just in our real world. <laughs> look at each other until things get too awkward. And then you leave. <laughs> and then you immediately. leave. Immediately. Uh, she then went to help Flambe in the kitchen, officially bringing pizza into the Fayfall Cannon and throwing the very first pizza party in the history of this world. <laughs> As the night wound down, My Zola, legacy. <laughs> your legacy, if, if nothing else, you at least invented will, pizza and created a party for it. They will tell my story. They will Hamilton tell your tale. Style. The, bar- <laughs> the bards <laughs> will sing your, your tale. Oh, man. <laughs> As the, night, as the night wound down, Zola again found herself drunkenly hanging out with Ciceros at the helm of the ship, both of them reflecting on their time together before she fell asleep. 
As she dreamed, she was visited by Limburger, the gravedigger, who informed her about the Tusk's ability to dispel magic and her royal lineage. She learned that he was once a mage for the first might, working in the Orcish court before traveling to the Pale Waste far in the south to learn magic from a witch known as the Voidmaker. During this time, war broke out, as he predicted it would. Chief Gouda, Zola's grandfather, was slain, and on his return trip, he was trapped inside the green gem which was now inside the shard. As his pleas for freedom faded, Zola found herself standing in a black void, the same Scram had been finding himself in during his shard dreams a week earlier. Following in his footsteps, she touched the shard and was teleported to a strange temple on a star-shaped island northwest of Emeralia. In this temple that seemed frozen in time, she managed to activate the Tusk's ability to dispel magic on a statue in the center of the massive hall. A big curveball for me, the DM, who had no idea that that would be a potential thing to happen. <laughs> me fully like, so Noah's hinting that I should use the sword on this fountain, right? Of course. <laughs> Swing the sword, baby. Though not a lot changed immediately, the statue did seem even more lifelike, and Zola got the feeling that her actions would certainly have consequences. Heading deeper into the temple, she followed a set of stairs that led to the outside world, an island perpetually changing, and a stone altar where the shard hovered. It sang another verse of the prophecy to her before sending her on a trip through the multiverse and the astral sea. With the help of a spectral still in, Zola managed to find her way back to the material plane through the silver portal she had used in her last dream, awakening on deck of the Feral Free, the shard still glowing. Before she could react, the shard let one rip, and everyone on board got immediately sick. And that is where we are right now. I, I listened to this episode so many times, but I kept just I I kept just ending really after the dream because then I would be like, okay, I know what we need to like work on music wise, or like right. I know what notes I need to send Noah. I just really forgot that I made you everyone forgot. puke. Everyone within 120 feet of Zola and the shard immediately got sick. So Quince too down in the bunks. Everyone. Every I'll clean single it. I'll person. Clean it. Zola, I'll clean it. you stand. You are running around with the mop. Um, you watch the entire crew is just vomiting profusely. Uh, no. Though some have made it to the side of the ship, you see Mr. McGreeby, a sickening shade of green, holding his stomach, wincing. The Muscatini's tumbling from the rigging, liar spewing off the side of the crow's no. nest. It's an absolute mess. Ew. Captain Stex bolts out of her quarters, her dandelion yellow skin now olive green. Zola, what's going on? Oh, it's not my fault, please. Please, head below deck. Get that fucking rock away from me. I throw up over the deck because I see everyone throwing up. I feel bad. Sympathy puking. Apologies to any of our listeners who really cannot stand this. I promise this is the this only is, this thing. This is the end. And also, it is just, it was truly a random chance that this be the thing. I i wouldn't have put it on if it wasn't. I don't wasn't. like this either. Yeah, um, me neither. I go down to the kitchen and find some ginger and some sugar cane and um, I do some like manual bubble insertion <laughs> using um, green flame blade. <laughs> Just bubbling. <laughs> and I make everyone ginger ale and I, I do the rounds. I help Quint sit up. I change his sheets. Yeah, actually you like, you go around the ship and you give everyone this homemade DIY uh, ginger ale. I'm like, sip, sip it slow, sip it slow. Oh my goodness. Your breath this smells is awful. awful. I'm so sorry. No, yeah, I very much, it's I Scram's can smell fault. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Scram's, it's Scram's fault. fault. <laughs> Scram's fault. 
fault. Everyone go back to bed. You, yeah, you're walking around the ship in the morning. Must just have been food poisoning. Handing out ginger ale. Um, you head below deck to help Quince, and you see uh, Quince is actually up. He physically looks fully healed, very weirdly, and he's like a sickly green color. Zola. Here, drink this. Good to see you. Do you know why I suddenly feel like trash? Everyone Sips feels it. like trash. I'm so upset because I really thought you guys would like pizza, and now you're all throwing it up, and I don't know if we're going to get to eat it again. No, the pizza was incredible. I don't care if this would be the result every time. I'd have it a million more times. Now, um, why why is this happening to me? Oh, I think it's just um, just some, some lingering scram magic. Sorry. Not... I promise not intentional. I'm not trying to experiment with you guys. Okay, very cool. I'm going to go to that porthole and just look outside at the water for a bit. Yeah, just look outside, buddy. Uh, Yeah, he runs over um, and just, you know, lets one out. Okay, I promise that was the last one of... Does it seem like everyone's, like, letting it out or are they going to be sick for a while? It seems like they're letting it out. Okay. This is not, like... This is the poison condition for an hour, and as as we revealed, I think it was either on the afterlife, which subscribe to the subscribe. Patreon and you'll learn um, that they took like six points of damage or something like that. So like everyone's just like a little ill and will recover okay. after a day's rest. I rub everyone's back. Oh, you are you are such a sweetie pie, <laughs> clean, just walking around, just rubbing backs. Everyone on board the Feral Free is just lounging for the day. You know, the daily work has been kind of put off for mm-hmm. everyone to rehydrate and rest. At most, you see, like, Zeroom fishing, but also the moment he pulls up a fish, it smells, and he's like, nope, nope. I'm, I'm good, actually. I think we'll just stick to the salt port today. Zola is frantically doing everybody's tours. Um, I I would like to um, go check on Cicero's and just knock and make sure she isn't aspirating on her own vomit oh, in bed. Oh, no! Uh, Yes, I am okay. Just feeling a little nauseous okay. this morning. I'm I didn't just... even drink that much last night. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think it was some weird magic. Everyone's sick. I'm just leaving some ginger ale at your door, okay? Just sip this and, and get some sleep. Okay. You see, like, um, a kind of um, periwinkle charcoal-colored hand slide out and grab the glass <laughs> and pull it back into the room. The door shuts. She does not want you to see her yes, like this. Yes, yes. <laughs> That is that is fair. I also don't want people to see me when I'm puking. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess if the day is um, kind of free and we're like kind of approaching the capital, right? Like we're not that far off. Yeah, you guys are like a. I would say within the next 24 to 48 hours, you will arrive at okay. the capital. So, well, first I want to bring back um, Stiltman. Yeah, you. I would like to cast Find Familiar. Yeah, you sit down. You draw the summoning circle. Lay out your. Your mildewy spell book, um, begin to recite the words and burn some incense. Um, tell me what is going to happen at the end of this hour. How is still Ooh, coming back? How is so good? Let's, look, let's look at what he can be. Yeah, let's see. Let's um, see. Yeah, here, let's see. Oh, you know what immediately leapt out at me was, was crab. So let's go with crab. <laughs> I think he'll just scuttle around the deck. He's just like... <laughs> You see this cow pied crab appear. A it, fey crab. It, it looks like a little. Um, it's like a small. I would say it's the size of like a blue crab. So it's just like mm-hmm. maybe six to eight inches mm-hmm. with these big claws, and it's like its eyes like. Um, I put head. a sign um, on his back. Zeroom, do not catch and eat me. <laughs> um, hyphen still in. <laughs> It didn't even occur to me that someone, someone could think this could be food. He yeah. just poops in a set of boiling pot of water. A hundred percent, just. 
Um, yeah, so still Bleak. in his back, just scuttling <laughs> on the ground, um, doing that crab thing where they, like, you know, put their claw, grab something, and, like, blah, 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 hit, like, the <laughs> bubbles at their mouth. Um, still is semi-kind of aware and has that personality uh-huh. of being still in. Um, he keeps pinching me. <laughs> yeah, just, like, right at your ankles and stuff. Um, but you now have still in crab form, and um, he is happily just perched on your shoulder. Cool. He's, you know what? I just, I put him down and I, I let him just, um, I'm like, you know what? If you see anything laying on the decks, you want to just like, you know, throw that overboard just to put him on some light Roomba duty. <laughs> Incredible. Kroomba. Yeah. Scuttles away <laughs> up the deck and begins to. Don't need any of you. Yeah. Uh, you, thank God you yell that after because you do see that he goes over and then looks back and is like, and just starts throwing garbage <laughs> off the ship and cleaning up. Uh, and yeah, you spend some time um, mopping up the mess that the shard made. Another instance where the shard has done something unpredictable. This time, not so fun. Yeah, I kind of um, I'm, I'm mopping up, and then I uh, pull the shard out of my pocket, and I just look at it and try to like sternly <laughs> give give, give it a like a, st- a little stern talking to in my head. Like <laughs> I'm trying to work with you. Like I didn't steal you from you know your former owner so don't be mad at me please don't make my friends throw up <laughs> just for fun give me a persuasion check okay uh, yes, might be minus my, one minus yeah. one yep fully and just I'd like to check to see if it changed yep. oh 19 so 18 18 you see the shard i mean it is a kind of slowly shifting rainbow rock mm-hmm. but it does warm to the touch at least okay. acknowledging that you spoke to it somehow okay very odd very weird. Very so weird rock. You kind of have the day. Is there anything else besides... I mean, you summon. Yes. Is there, like, any work you need to be doing during the day? Well, there are people I want to talk to. Okay. Um, you said Zaroom is on the deck. He's fishing. Yeah, he he, he was fishing. He now was he, fishing. Now he's sitting down kind I'm of head in his book. I'm fishing for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you come up next, grab the pole, and toss out one I'm of like, the nets. I'm like, I'll get dinner for tonight for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be... Uh, thank you. I do not think I could look at or deal with a fish right yeah, now. Yeah, you do a lot of fishing anyway, so yeah. I can I can try it. Um, hey, I have a question for you. This is kind of random, but um, yesterday, um, in all the hubbub um, with Quince, you know, coming back from the dead and stuff. Yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy. You said, um, Timora be damned. Who's Timora? Oh, um, Timora is the goddess of luck. She is, oh. I would say she's kind of like the patron saint of anybody who risk their life on a daily basis or gambles with fates uh mm. and considering what we're doing out here on the sea uh, i i think it's good to kind of get in bed with her in that way also i'd say i mean no offense to umberly but um good aligned mm. you know timora is a little bit more kind of like oh I hope, here's hoping for the best gotcha. rather than something yeah gotcha more sinister. oh okay yeah she's She's uh, wonderful. Feel free to um, here. He um, takes out a small, like little Bible. Funny enough, um, like one of those little, like New Testament ones. He's uh, like, hey, "Do you have time to talk? Do you have about time to uh, talk about our Timora? Lord and Savior, Timora? Um, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a preacher type. But if no, you're interested I, in hotels, I love all books, even if if I don't, you know. Uh, ad- adhere to everything that they yeah. say. I just love to have reading material. Yeah, it's, and it, listen, it's very interesting stories. Kind of a, a collection of parables of just um, people seeking her and things turning out well sometimes, mm. or at least chaotic sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. thanks for the lend. Of course. Yeah. 
Cool. Cool. All right. I'm going to um, <laughs> close my eyes for a little bit. Yep, I'll try and catch this fish. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Can I see if I catch fish? Yeah, give me a survival <laughs> check. Okay. And that's right, everyone. If you are fishing, it's survival. Okay? I'm saying this on air. I see people rolling and doing certain, like sleight of hand. No, no, no. It is a f- survival check. Okay? I know. I was about to be like, can I roll nature uh-uh. check? Okay. Nature, nature is about what kind of fish did I get? Okay. Um, oh, it was a five. A five. <laughs> what uh, kind of tiny, stupid fish did I get? You spend the, the better part of like an hour and a half fishing <laughs> with no luck. And then at the very end, you feel it's tugging like really, really mm-hmm. hard. You're like, oh my God. Oh my God. I finally mm-hmm. got something. And you pull it and you pull it and you pull it. And it is just an old boot. Oh. Hmm. Kind of crazy that it was out here just floating around. But yeah. yeah. And it's not my size. No, it's incredibly small. And it's there's like only a halfling one. boot. You, it, it looks vaguely like um, what's his face? Um, who's that guy? You, it looks like Bayless's shoe. <laughs> this is I've seen this shoe before. Huh. Um, yeah, you, you hope t- he's okay. You uh, bring in a board trying to fish out some trash from the ocean, but ultimately an unsuccessful fishing trip. Okay, well that concludes my time with Saruma, I guess. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you'd like to? Yeah, do? I have. Oh, I have a whole laundry list. Oh, now. let's I have, This do is it. the last like couple days I get with these people. Yeah, I have true. some questions. Um, I would like to head down to the kitchens next. Yeah, you can totally do that. You is head Fon to the Bay cook's there? quarters, and she is indeed there, just doing some prep. Um, you see that she has cleaned the kitchen spot. It is spotless right now. You would assume that she also was not doing well this morning. And I left was, her a little cup of ginger yes, ale. In she, the kitchen. she thanks you for that. This was an incredible invention. Honestly, I should um, we should like bottle this because this would be really helpful on the on the seas yeah, it's, for like seasickness. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Good for nausea. And I mean, this may kind of defeat the point that you were just saying, but it kind of tastes like booze would be good in it too. Yeah, I could say that. You, like, um, maybe a little lime. Yeah, you, yeah so even it, like here. Let's let's try something out. And I can't find uh, a glass, so I just grab a copper mug. From yeah, you the... grab one of the copper mugs. To... <laughs> Um, mix a little. This should got, be good, you, right? There, you could put go in here. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I think it's probably fine. I, I don't know much about the properties of metal and if it's toxic in the long run, but you know, should be fine. It's just one drink. It's just one drink. Yeah. So Flambe and I invent the Moscow Mule. You guys invent the Moscow Mule again. <laughs> the Mare Mara Mule. The Mare Mara Beach M cubed. The M cubed. You invent it. <laughs> you guys enjoy a nice cocktail. Um, probably the beverage for your last night on the ship. Um, nice. Very delicious. Nice. Um, while we're, um, I'm helping her um, cut some, you know, veggies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we're sharing a little cocktail, I would like to ask her, um, hey, Flambe, um, I just want to say yesterday, that was really amazing what you did. Oh, uh, thank you. Yes, I am incredibly fortunate that I have found such a giving patron. Yeah, I, I, that's actually what I wanted to ask about. I'm kind of, you know, I'm recently come magical if mm-hmm. you if that's how you want to put it yeah uh, yeah, yeah you've come out as magical yeah, yeah come out as magical mm-hmm. um come out as a magical girl um <laughs> <laughs> um and i you know i'm i'm learning it kind of like but i'm just you have a patron you have someone who gives you magic can you tell me more about it yeah if it's not like prying no definitely not prying i am um i have a pretty open relationship with my patron um yeah, so uh, as you've learned, there. Yes, it's it's, it's a, a little whispers. kinky. It's a little kinky. Um, if you, I don't, I don't say that. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the slits narrow. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I. So there are lots of ways to acquire magic, um, and some people dedicate their lives to a god, you know, clerics. Mm. Others um, vow to protect and serve nature, like druids. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are others like yourself and wizards who take the time to study the weave and the components that they can use to manipulate it. Mm. A warlock, like myself, is someone who dedicates themselves to a patron. I would say it is, in some respects, a more direct relationship. Mm -hmm. um, unlike a lot of the gods who exist kind of beyond the veil, who we don't really necessarily can communicate with, and you truly have to dedicate a lot of your time in order to make, make sure you get access to those powers, mm -hmm. I just complete a ritual and basically listen to my patron and obey their whims when they ask for something i directly accomplish it for them and right now my patron has been asking me to protect this ship for quite some time so i've been here as the healer and the cook and yeah it's been a pretty enjoyable experience that's wild yeah, I'm, I will say this. Not every warlock is as fortunate as I am. Yeah. I have a celestial patron, so right. there are many who have made deals, and that's what it usually is. It is usually a deal. Rather than a cleric pledging themselves to someone, a warlock strikes a pact. Exchanges, yes. right. That's just, that kind of blows my mind that there's, so your pa is your patron a god? I mean, where do they get their power? And they're involved, and they want you to... Oh, I'm, Zola's so confused. Zola's like, where? I, what I'll is the this, place of everything? Let's <laughs> not think too much about where the power comes from. Because I'll be honest, I don't even know that. And I don't know if it would be blasphemous for me to ask. Fair. It's so interesting to me that uh, that a powerful, like your patron is invested in the fate of this ship and pr presumably Captain Sticks. That's just kind of blows my mind. I guess, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of experience with like gods and magic so I'm I'm learning a lot while I'm here and it's kind of a mind blower like I grow up from a town where we like yeah we give up some stuff to get like a better grain harvest mm -hmm. like the next year but right. it's just crazy to think of some powerful being out there who for some reason is invested in the fate of mortals yes I would say think of gods as the the head honchos, the ones mm. above all, and think about my patron and others like them to be a little bit lower on the scale, maybe mm -hmm. more like manager level. Mm. Um, no offense, she puts a hand up to the sky. <laughs> it's it's more just that's where they found their place, and it is there are more limitations to their powers. Mm -hmm. There are limitations to my ability to access their powers, mm -hmm. um, but in all in all, they are incredibly powerful, and they can see a little bit more about how certain strings, when plucked, can affect the outcomes of things in their favor. Mm. Maybe some can see beyond that, but as far as I know, they have at least an idea of what's to come and an idea of what they need to do to get us there. This was so enlightening. Of course, you're always welcome to me. Hey, listen, I have this little, and she pulls out a small little Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I grab it. I add it to the stack. <laughs> Just acquiring religious texts. Thank you uh, so much. I will read this. Yes. Um, I have to read Zerum's first. Oh, did he give you stuff on Timora? Yeah. She's also wonderful. I'm just She's I'm shopping around. So. Yes, of course. Uh, well, you know, I hope you consider um, Wilda. She is a wonderful oh, patron. And um, yeah, 
I'm very grateful. She has given me more gifts than I could have ever hoped to have found, and she pulled me from a pretty dark place. Right, it's getting a little preachy now. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I'm fair. kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, the two of you, you know, finish up, uh-huh. and um, you get, you get uh, you know, another, another little tome to read. And just skimming through it, like, just taking a glance, this one is more about the story of the individual. Mm. Less about, like stories of Timora helping and more of this Wilda like it's like history as opposed to parables exactly exactly okay cool I have all of these um so many interesting little threads I want to pluck in your world Noah Mm -hmm. um I have one last person that I want to talk to of course and that is um I want to see if uh Mascar is around yeah, you head below deck and you find that Mascar is taking a final inventory of everything that's on board the ship and making sure everything's a little bit more organized. Um, he is nailing the dr- the diving bell as shut as possible so that they do not use it again and can get it for resale. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so he turns, oh, Zola, what can I do for you? Hey, Mascar, how's it going? It's good, it's good. I felt a little sick this morning. Oh, yeah, weird. here's some g- ginger ale. Oh, thank you, thank you. He takes a sip. This is delicious. Have you tried putting, I don't know, vodka in this? Oops, I actually think I gave you the one with the vodka in it. Honestly, I drink so much, I did not even notice All it. right, hair of the dog. Yes, so. exactly. He takes a big gulp. <laughs> you should eat something also yeah, maybe with later. that, though. Okay, um, so uh, I, ha- I have a question. You know the name uh, Limburger? He stops what he's doing and turns to you. How do you know the name Limburger? Mascar, I can be straight with you, right? Of course. Can I do some kind of like insight check to see if he's like... Yes, you definitely can give me an insight what check. What kind of he's trust level board, I have yeah, in him. How much yeah. you can divulge. Yeah. I gotta say, you maybe have a plus zero to insight. I do, I do. Yeah. I always, you know... You always gotta check. You I always, always gotta, gotta look check. at the little iPad. Maybe one day it'll maybe be plus six. Day. You yeah. never know. You never know. <laughs> I might give you proficiency in it sometime if you get insightful enough. Um, I got a 15. A 15. He does fully look like you can trust him. You, you can tell, again, especially from what you know, Mascar only tells people when of, of like, dangers. When he's yeah. like, this could threaten the safety of the crew. Yeah, like, if yeah. you were like... I have this gem, and it, it's saying I'm going to explode in 10 minutes. Then yeah. he'd be like, we need to go tell Captain Steaks. <laughs> like, yeah. But in general, he will definitely, you, he's someone you can confide in. Okay. Um. Yeah, Limburger is in this gem, and I pull the shard out of my pocket. He has been speaking to me in my sleep, uh, and not going to lie, he said some pretty... Uh, fascisty things to me mm. and it's starting to feel a little weird to be talking to him in my sleep um hopefully he can't hear me right now <laughs> I just look at the you shard, look at the shard. <laughs> he looks at the shard the both of you look at it for a good like five seconds or so <laughs> right um what do you think about that what's your history with him or what do you know he was an archmage of the court of Chief Guda. He uh-huh, was uh-huh. um he served um in with the first might. Right, right. There are kind of two sides to our kind. Mm. Um there are those who believe in enlightenment, bettering oneself, creation, un- uniting to face greater forces 
Um, and then there are those who follow the old ways, mm. who follow Grumsh, um, mm. who believe in conquests and control. Yeah, he was more. Uh, like yeah, he was more on that side of things. And and you. I had no interest in fighting in any wars. Mm. Um, and when I got drafted, I. I guess I would say that I was on, on the side of unification. I, I'm, I did not want to fight. So I would say that although I tried to stay out of those kind of things, I was not, not pro-conquest. I think that it was always best when we were working together to help each other yeah. rather than working to conquer others to help ourselves. Yeah, you know, I'm going through as much as we've gone through it. I think it can be kind of tempting to want other people to experience that but ultimately i don't i don't want to conquer anyone yeah i he looks at the shard ultimate goal (laughs) it's not in your top top 10 things to do no i have i have some goals in life and that's good you should have want to conquer anyone right well he like gets close kind of like looks into the shard trying to because you said it was in the shard so he's obviously like looking for any indication he's in the gem the gems in the shard there's another stone in the shard scram's in the shard this is too layered um (laughs) i appreciate the explanation but i'm going to just assume he's in there somewhere okay um (laughs) i so he really wants me to free him yeah i don't know about that yeah i don't know about that either (laughs) i mean here's the thing he he was loyal to the, the court. You know, he did want the best for our people. So in some respects, you can see why, one, he would have supporters, and two, why he might think that his his journey is just. But I would say that for now, keep him inside there. Yeah, no, I wasn't planning. <laughs> yeah. I even don't would say I don't know how to get him out of the gym, which I'm going to try and maybe hopefully I can bank on that for a little bit. Right. And again, hopefully he can't hear any of this. Yeah. That would t- we'd be totally that blowing would be, it. But honestly, hey, man, you gotta you gotta take a stand. And I don't... Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you told me. You know, it's pretty common. There's like a trope in in stories where people withhold information worrying about how it make them look or worrying mm-hmm, about some mm-hmm. sort of inappropriate kind of judgment. But in reality, it's it's usually better to get some advice. So yeah. I'm glad that you came to me. Honestly, of course. he is a powerful mage. So be I careful. suppose, yeah, be careful. You know, maybe there's a purpose of you having him. Mm. Maybe it's, I don't know. Well... I guess just watch out. I don't know anything about magic or shards or rocks or people being inside of both and then being inside of another thing or whatever you were saying. You're right. But this is too layered. It is very layered. I am a simple orc. This is <laughs> There is nothing wrong with that, but I just do not concern myself with these kind of things. But yes, just watch out. Be careful. All right. Well, thanks, Moscar. This was good information, although ultimately I'm still confused and chose none of this. Yes. Um... Destiny certainly has been thrust upon you, but I am happy that it is you that it has been thrust upon. Thanks. I appreciate the vote of confidence. Of course. All right. Well, Well, I should go back to taking inventory and also a little, I'm a, I'll be honest, I'm a little scared of this rock you hold now. So if you don't mind. It is terrifying. I hate yes. having it in my pocket. It's like having a taser in, <laughs> in your pocket. Yeah, one you can't control. <laughs> yeah. That also holds people inside of it. Yeah. I Yes, please get it away. Okay, bye. bye. I need to go find my crab. <laughs> yeah, you see, you hear up, up on the main deck. Um, whose crab is this? Uh, if there's a note on it that says we can't eat it, but it's 
pretty much the only thing I was able to find today that we could eat. <laughs> you can try, but <laughs> he pinches. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I command something to attack. <laughs> <laughs> Still in crits and deals 5d10 damage. No, um, All right, yeah. well, those are, those are my goals. So I feel I feel good about that. Talked about the fascist in my pocket. Mm-hmm. No, the fascist <laughs> in my pocket by Lisa Kadami. <laughs> Who moved my fascist? <laughs> um, and yeah, learned a little bit about some. Got, I got some reading material now for when I'm in the capital. Yeah, so. you flushed out the word a little I've bit. I've been more. reading the shampoo bottles. And the yeah, you've been bathroom, you've had a moldy so. spell book and then just the backs of just like various yeah various cleaning in ingredients and stuff like that. Like oh. Paprika. That's the end of this list on the spice. Next (laughs) one. Paprika. New spice. New spice. I got a lot of spices on this ship. (laughs) Yeah, they're well stocked. (laughs) Flambe makes it a point to keep everything well seasoned. Season your food, everybody. All right. So you spend the better part of a day kind of getting settled. You guys eventually are kind of like downstairs around like probably six or seven, right when the sun's going down. Dinner hasn't been called yet. So you're kind of just doing your thing. Um, when... I am still Niz teaching me, teaching everyone how to crab walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you spend a big part of the day where you just everyone's just like, so this is like a dance move or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's what he's trying to do. <laughs> I can't tell what he's trying to tell me. <laughs> it's very hard. Out of all the forms, this is the probably the most difficult to communicate with. <laughs> the least emotive, oh, and that's just where bubbles <laughs> coming from his mouth. Um, so at one point, nearing the end of the day, you're below deck, you know, kind of. Yeah, trying to teach still in some tricks in mm-hmm. crab form. Um, do a flip. Do a fucking flip. <laughs> just clicking claws and I'm circling sorry about the tiles, can... buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you hear a call above deck, Zola, come quickly. We need you. I'm coming. You bolt after. I'm carrying my crab. <laughs> crab clicking in your hands. Um, you hurry up the wooden stairs, entering onto the main deck where the sun is nearing the western horizon, casting a familiar warm glow that reflects off the Mara and Mara. And you see nearly the entire crew has gathered there. Flambe, Liar, Mascar, Mr. McGreeby, the triplets, Nella, Zaroom, and Quince, who really looks like more injured than this morning. Um... <laughs> Uh, and they're all gathered and dressed to the nines, smiling at you. The masts and taffrail have been decorated. The moment you see them, Captain Six hops down from the helm behind you. Surprise! Oh my god, I cast Chromatic Orb on <laughs> Duck! Everyone ah! hits the deck. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, no, 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 This is, we're just celebrating. It's, it's your last night. Oh. We're going to arrive probably sometime tomorrow. So I figured we'd have a little going away party. God! Oh, you know, they they all gather around you. The Muscatinis are wearing little tuxedos, climbing the ringing, popping bottles, showering you in this delicious bublini bubbles, which is the finest sparkling wine in Emeralia. Everyone's cheering and gathering around you. Uh, Captain Sticks is wearing this, like, tight emerald green halter dress and heels. Um, Everyone is just, looks so good. I'm so sweaty. I've been working so hard all day because I made everyone throw up. Sweaty tunic. Um, Captain Sticks um, uh, puts a hand on your shoulder. Uh, I would love to take all the credit here, but Mascar was the one who kind of spearheaded it. Um, what? Yeah, he's Mascar. He steps out from behind Nella and Zaroom. He's wearing like a strong leather duster um, with his finest decorated like duds with like kind of looks yes. like almost like a military uniform almost. I feel like orcs wear bolo ties. Oh yeah, there's a bolo tie. <laughs> um, and he approaches in a kind, like respectful way, makes a closed fist, presses it to his chest, and bows slightly. 
Gorgonzola, daughter of mozzarella, heir to the tusk, I bow to you. Thank you for your work here aboard the Fail Free, and for your mere existence, proof that our people have a chance in this imperial prison. Mascarpone. Who would have thought an orc could give a speech like that? Come on, everyone! I, 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 I wrote I it in him. practice that you guys do a little. You do like the classic, like bro hug. Pat Thanks on for the telling back. on me, you snitch. <laughs> hey, what can I say? Looking out for all of our safety. Um, you absolute rat! I get a little rough with the hug. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little tense for a moment. No, no. <laughs> um, Everyone is is like laughing. Um, Nella wearing this. She's wearing this like handsome sort of maroon pantsuit. A very yes. androgynous. Tell um, me everyone's outfit. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> um, to bring out her dark eyes, she slaps you on the back cheerfully. It has been an absolute pleasure getting to work with you, Zola. How about we play a little dice to celebrate? Uh, she gestures with her grandmother's definitely not loaded dice. Um, Zaroom, dressed in a fit velour vest over his tunic, smiles and kind of pulls her back towards him. <laughs> Now, let's not leave her penniless this close to the capital, eh? Yes, I absolutely desperately need cash. 100%. I mean, you haven't gotten even paid yet from this trip, so you would lose pretty much everything if you played <laughs> against her right now. Uh, save the dice for the Muscatinis. And you see she rolls her eyes and Dart scowls and uh, Sothi rubs his back. Uh, Arami pours them both cups from their special Meadowmead Prado. And Captain Six finishes her glass and pours another from her infinite flask. So, how would you rate your tenure here on the Feral Free? This was. It was understandably not ideal at times. I yeah, I know. But no, I was going to say the opposite. This was the coolest thing I've done with my short time on this earth. Oh wow! I'm, we're, well, we're honored to have you. It was. It's been really fun, and you are an incredible, incredible sailor. Um, from the moment you fell from the mast to now, you have grown so much, and we are so proud of you. Well, thanks for taking a chance on a goblin on an orc and uh thanks for taking a chance on a tiefling and a gnome and some a half elf humans this is a motley gang <laughs> three tiny halflings wearing three. a trench coat <laughs> <laughs> Dar- <laughs> just like like gesturing wildly um yeah you bunch of weirdos are all right <laughs> she smiles um and pauses for a moment and looks down at her jewelry covered hands recently manicured um smiles where <laughs> <laughs> Drifted? Mascar. <laughs> Mascar. <laughs> what? I used to have a nail business before I joined the Navy. Um, <laughs> wow. Tell me more. And I'll do your nails before we leave. Captain Styx uh, looks down at this gold and silver intertwined ring that you've seen her use before to cast Disguise Self on herself. When we first met, I told you there was power in hiding who you are. And though that's true, know that you have taught me that there is joy in being seen. She touches her black antelope horns and smiles. I don't think I'll be using this much anymore. Um, And given where you're headed, I think you'll find it more useful. And she offers you the Ring of Illusions. Oh my gosh. Are you sure? I don't think you should be hiding yourself while you're in the capital. But when you're in trouble, you're going to need it. And as of right now, I think that... I think that the jig is up for me. If, you know, I might as well just capitalize on my image at this point. Captain... I'm going to need you just one more time, just so the crew can see. Can you turn into that yellow fish again? I hand the ring back to her. (sighs) 
All right, guys. I tried to pull this bit on these fucking Kuotoa down there. You guys it want to see something fly. hilarious? She twists the ring and <laughs> transforms. Do the voice. Do the voice. <laughs> Immediately, half of the crew is like, oh, what the fuck? And then <laughs> the other half is like barrel belly laughing. Quince is like, Ha, ha, ha. This is traumatic for me. Oh, no, Quince. <laughs> so Quince, close your eyes. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, wow! I never Stilton, thought I'd have to see them again. Stilton is hiding with Quince. <laughs> Comes over like an emotional support crab and pinches him. Oh, fuck! Uh, <laughs> emotional support crab. Um, we please get t-shirts that say emotional This is my emotional support crab with a picture of a cow crab. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, this is my good. emotional support familiar. That is incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. You, everyone is like passing around glasses. Someone pours you. Um, you see Flambe approaches. Mm-hmm. She is wearing this um, beautiful kind of tight blue gown. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hands you a Mara Emara mule. Thank you so much. I do have to say, guys, when you're going to have a surprise party for someone, you need to tell them to get dressed up for something different. You need to, like... Do you have a better outfit? No. These are the only clothes I have. Okay. So, you know, I hadn't seen you change this entire time. Yeah. And so I just had to assume that you didn't have anything. You're right. I should buy some clothes when I get to the I capital. I certainly agree. And apologies. I would have offered you something, but we are just in very different sizes. Oh, that's yes, okay. Yeah. I, I think you would... Burst through. Um, I put the ring of disguises on, and I um, disguise myself as myself. Yeah. But um, I have on um, a cool like um, button-up like blouse. The collars open a little bit, like a little mm-hmm. silk blouse, and I've got some like high-waisted pants on and my Crocs. It's like kind of like um, you club keep the casual. Crocs. <laughs> you keep, yeah, you have disguised self, but you I actually tried to change them, but there it doesn't work. Yeah, they're like dispels on them for some <laughs> yeah. reason. Hmm, that's really weird. It should normally work. I would maybe see a wizard about it's that. It's kind one. of my thing now, so yeah, I, guess I don't so. mind it. You hear the door open from down below, and uh, Cicero's voice calls out. Ah, did I miss the surprise? Um, and Captain Sticks goes, no, just in time, love. Come, take a glass. I pretend like I haven't been surprised yet. As Cicero's comes out, I'm like, what? Guys, no! Uh, Cicero's smiles at you. It's it's okay. It's, I I was getting ready. <laughs> Sorry, you, see, you slept in a little. She's wearing like this dark kind of sparkly dress that matches the umbrella, funny enough, that you had Aww. given her. It's like black <laughs> with little kind of almost stars on it. Um, she's got her hair up in a bun but there's like those two um little tendrils yeah tendrils kind of coming down on framing her face very nicely <laughs> classic um, anime girl look classic Love it. she is she is uh the best girl she is the, be- <laughs> <laughs> the bell uh, of the ball <laughs> the bell of the ball uh captain Sticks raises a glass hopping onto a crate smiling to the crew and you a toast to gorgonzola and scram the rowdiest rookies we've ever gotten the pleasure to rumble with um, and everyone's like, here, here, and cheers, and takes a drink, cheering you. Um, oh, yeah, they... I just look at all these people who I absolutely no longer want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> at first it was like, I do not trust them. Uh, they are very, <laughs> very to get to the capital. Cold. Now I'm like, can, I, can, is this attempt to perm? Or <laughs> you can should... we change the campaign and I'm just a pirate now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, there might be some more things planned for you in the capital. Listen. 
we're happy to pick you up at any time. Thanks. Um, if you can acquire a sending spell or a sending stone, feel free to contact me. I'll give you my number. She takes Thanks. out her sending stone and like slips you a piece of paper that has <laughs> her number on it. Feel free to give me a call anyway. I do not know what this means. <laughs> I crumple it in my pocket. <laughs> I, give, I give it to Stillin. <laughs> <laughs> Clicks and puts it in his little, under his little carapace. Uh, oh Mr. no, that's his organs. <laughs> that's his organs. Um, Mr. Greavy like, um, comes over and like shakes your hand. Tara, you're a true adventurer now, Zola. I cannot be more proud of you. Mr. McGreevy, you drive this damn ship like I've never seen anyone drive anything before. Honestly, you should see when things get choppy. If she hadn't made that deal with Thesia, you'd really be able to see what I can do. <laughs> I'm glad I couldn't. Yeah, his eyes are like <laughs> wild, kind of like he wishes that things did not go well with the deal with Umberly. Zola, Zola thinks briefly about asking Mr. McGreevy what his deal is, like what his story is. And she's like, maybe I don't want to know. That might be kind of kind of heavy. He, like, reads that glance off of you. I have more stories than time will let me tell, my friend. <laughs> All right, next time. <laughs> so you guys continue to party into the night, uh, the starry sky above you, uh, as the feral free heads east, cutting through the dark waters of the Mara Emara. You guys play some games. Some You do eventually play some dice, but there's no money involved because everyone knows that, like, She's probably cheating yeah. a little bit. Can I try to wrestle Mascar one more time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two of you square up for another game of Battle Bottle. Um, and let's do, so, let's do some athletics checks. Right. Um, so the two of you square up. He gets low. All right, Zola, give me your best shot. Okay. First one to pin wins. And we'll do opposing athletics checks. I have plus eight to this now. I rolled a four, so it's a 12. <laughs> I have plus eight. He got a uh, 19 on his first one. So already, like, you come at him strong, but he gets under and manages to kind of, like, suplex you back. <laughs> um, let's do another athletic check as he kind of spins over and tries to pin you. Ooh, I'm rolling really well. 21 dirty 20 so though he goes to pin you you manage to like barrel roll over him and you guys ah. are like rolling on the ground like there's like a dust cloud around you like it's a cartoon um let's do this final athletic check oh damn 13 a 16 Oof. after after some brawling he does manage to get the better of you probably because you've had just a few drinks yeah and, like you're, you're a few Mar I'm Mar like, Mar oh, let's wrestle <laughs> Yeah, the two of you brawl a bit, but he doesn't manage to pin, uh, pin you, um, and he helps you up. Honestly, that was really hard. I, it's only because you're drunk that I beat you. Yeah, You've gotten right. a lot stronger. You, I guess you guys are going to have to pick me up because I'm going to get like five more levels and we'll c come back. We're putting a pin in this. You, it blurred out a little there when you said <laughs> something, but I agree. You're probably going to get much stronger and... Hopefully you won't kick my ass too hard. He <laughs> <laughs> gives you like an orc glare. <laughs> like, mm, next time I will win this wrestling match. <laughs> uh, next time next time it may be harder to win this wrestling <laughs> match, rather. Um, so yeah, you guys continue to party into the night. Uh, eventually things begin to wind down until it's only you, Captain Sticks, Ciceros, Quince, and Mascar chatting and drinking about the adventures you've had. You maybe informing them more about the shenanigans that you and Scram got into when you were back in Paddlewick, like talking about the Omni Malum Fortress and oh. the Underdark. Um, you, they go on to describe like 
escapades raiding imperial ships and narrowly escaping the requiem yeah Quint- i want to know how quince how quince, quince came to be on this show quince goes into his backstory he apparently he was the bastard son of one of the five wine family families of tamamello which mm. is north of the capital it is like this mm-hmm. kind of pretty much most of the wine production comes from there ale and stuff like that mm-hmm. and prado which is kind of like a weird fusion between the two um comes from the west mm-hmm. near meadowmead but a lot of the like high quality wine is produced by these five families in Tamamello. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the um, he was a bastard son, and his father enlisted him in the Lionel Navy, which during the war became the Aurelian Navy when they were when there was a coup. And after the war, uh, his ship was sunk by Captain Sticks, and though he was an imperial soldier, his half-elf lineage and incessant begging got him a job as the cabin boy above the on the Feral Free. I can't believe he was an imperial soldier. Yeah, he was... A... Quince. How well, was that? It was, honestly, the worst experience of my life, both because it was kind of being outcasted by my father, and then also because I don't like fighting at all. Yeah. I barely like the ocean, and... It's pretty much all I had to do was be on the ocean and fight. So, oh boy, this is way better. Even though we do get in fights, it's I've got the best friends that anyone could ask for. And he claps um, Captain Sticks on the shoulder, and she like winces a little bit. It's like, yes, it was. It was. He begged a lot. I'll say <laughs> he begged a lot. Yeah, for some reason I can picture that. I'm Quince, so you you hate the ocean, but you're you're gonna stay on the ship. Yes, I mean, I owe my life to Captain Sticks, and honestly, just like you, I, I'd miss them a lot if I left, and oh, I don't yeah. really think I really have a place on the shore right now. Maybe someday, when, I, when we save up enough money, I can buy a place back in Tamamello and show my father who, who I really am, if he's still alive. But, yes, for, for now, I'll be making my money here on the seas. I just, Zola just thinks about how sad Quince's life is. Yeah, everyone, there's a great pause as everyone <laughs> takes a quiet <laughs> sip of their drink it's underneath like, the starry sky. This dude's life really sucks. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Quince. <laughs> <laughs> I love that every time you have a conversation with someone, you go, well, thanks. All right. <laughs> like, well, cool. All right. <laughs> Classic <laughs> NPC interactions. That's pretty much how I end all, all my interactions. <laughs> incredible. All right. Um, it's been a wild, like, nine or so days, and though there's been conflict, division, and tragedy, you have learned quite a lot about what kind of people are in the world and potentially a few leads on who you are and your place in the world. Um, what a what a wacky ten days. Um, <laughs> For some reason, it felt like a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it sometimes feels like that on the sea, I think. Oh, yes, Cicero's chimes up. It has definitely felt like way longer than that for me, but in a good way. But also really short. Yeah, perhaps too short. Yeah. Uh, you guys look at each other for a little bit, and then you hear a call from the crow's nest. Um, Ooh, shiny! Captain Sticks bolts up. Oh my gods, I almost forgot. Zola, come quickly. She hops up and masks our quince. There's another surprise. Following, um, <laughs> as she bolts to the bow of the ship, looking over the edge, her face is illuminated, slightly bluish. Um, you approach and look out and see probably 60 feet or so below you a brilliantly sparkling coral reef. 
Um, it's not reflecting the light of the moon and the stars, though, but giving off its own bioluminescence. Ooh. Bright pastel blues and purples, even some pinks and greens here and there. It's mesmerizing, and it seems to go on for miles north and south of you. A home for schools of fishes that you see glimmering underneath the ocean's calm waves. Cicero's, her lavender eyes seemingly brighter in the coral's light, smiles, her hand slowly finding yours. Um, she squeezes it tightly. I squeeze back. The Undersoul Reef, Cicero's, looks at you. I'm so glad that we're passing at this time. We are so lucky. Normally we get over this during the day, so we do not get to see it. Wow, it's beautiful. <sighs> um, Captain Sticks, l- transfixed on this. Oh, and thank goodness we have... Tathesia's stone. Many ships don't make it past the reef if they're not careful or respectful. There's lots going down down there. Like what? Honestly, it's best not to concern yourself. Fair. It's the kind of thing that haunts you for a bit, so... Okay. Yeah, just... It's good that we have this stone. And she raises the blue stone. <laughs> uh, almost drops it over it the falls. edge. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> um, you all gaze upon the beauty of this reef for a few moments, taking in the natural beauty um, as Cicero's breaks her grasp from you. Uh, anyone want another drink? I'm gonna go break out the bottle of elvish wine I've been saving. Sure, I'll have some. Great. Um, Captain Sticks and Quince uh, look like they're about to say yes when Mascar like nudges both of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was a big day, and I am a big man, so I need a big rest. Uh, Captain Sticks, uh, Quince, you both should also get a big rest. Uh, Quince nods. Yeah, you know what? Day two of resurrection is still pretty rough, I'm going to be honest. They say day two is worse than day one. Yes, I've heard that as well. Um, there's lots more swelling right now. Yeah. This, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you look like, why is your lips numb? <laughs> it's really wrong for me to speak. <laughs> that might be the, the Mario Mara mules. <laughs> there's a numbing agent in them. Mascar looks at you and nods, um, giving a little, like, wink as he looks over at... Uh, Cicero's. Captain Sticks finishes her drink and nods to Mr. McGreeby by the helm to relieve him of his duty. Yeah, I'm, I'm knackered, but great fun tonight. Uh, make sure you both get some sleep. Uh, we'll be closing in on a rally in the late afternoon tomorrow, so you'll both need a little bit of rest. Zola. Good night, everyone. <laughs> why don't you uh, watch the wheel while Cece heads below? Oh, sure. Will do. I, uh, <laughs> I wink at Mascar, <laughs> my new wingman. <laughs> He gives you, like, the bro nod. Um, um, And the three of them head out. Um, You see that Quince, assisted by Mr. McGreeby, does head below deck. But um, Captain Six and Mascar head to their quarters to, like, keep hanging out Mm. a little bit more. Cicero turns to you. I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Ten and two on the wheel. Okay. Uh, she turns. Uh, I'm turning bl- us around. <laughs> um, you head to the helm, uh, take the wheel, looking out over the calm waters illuminated by the beautiful reef below. What do you think is going on in Zola's mind right now? Zola's a little, a little drunk, feeling a little bit like in charge of her own destiny right now. Like when she woke up this morning, she felt so. Okay, so, like, she went to space last night in her dreams, pretty yeah. much. She was like, in we space. we haven't really talked about that, but... <laughs> She's just kind of digesting that. It's one yeah. of those, like, it was a big dream. I'll deal with that I'll later. I'll deal with That's that That's going later. in the vault. This morning, she felt so lost and so small, and then she got to zoom in a little bit today and just look at kind of the small picture, which is people that she cares about in a good place, in a new place. And, um, yeah, the her, her braids out, the wind is whipping through her hair 
She's yeah. looking at the stars. Yeah, your tusks feel a little bigger today. Yeah, just <laughs> ow. ow. <laughs> oh. Too fake. <laughs> um, after a few minutes, Ciceros emerges from below deck with haste, holding a green glass bottle with dark red liquid inside of it. She heads up the stairs to be by your side, uncorking the bottle as she does, her lavender eyes bright in the evening light. You look lovely tonight. Oh, thanks. You too. I'm, uh, I like that dress. Thank you. Um, I actually had Mascar pick it up for me when we were at Thrifton. Oh. Yeah. It was, uh, when, when you gave me the umbrella, I was like, oh my god, this is going to go so well with what I got. That's so cute. <laughs> um, she looks out onto the dark waters of the Mariamara. Tell me, what do you plan on doing when we arrive at the capital? Oh. Yeah. Um... Well, I guess probably, um... I kind of don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Well, uh, I guess I always thought that Scram and I would figure it out together. But, um, now I'm a kind of... There's just so much... There are so many questions and not a lot of answers that I have right now. But I guess I would like to maybe f go visit the library. Um... I, you know, I'd like to learn some more spells, so that's, I've always wanted to go to the library. I've seen pictures of it. It is very beautiful. The You've erudite been? study is incredible, yes. Wow. Um, and apologies about Scram. I know that oh, yeah. it's, Thank you. it's tough, but hey, I mean, you still have the shard, right? I do have the shard, although it, it made everyone throw up. Yes, I did feel that this morning. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. It's okay, it's okay. But, yeah, well, what what are you going to do when you get to the capital? <sighs> I haven't decided yet, but big things. Really? Like, you, you're only going to be there for like a day, right? Yeah, but that's all you really need. Okay, that's so cryptic. Uh, yeah, give me an insight check. Okay. That one. It hurts. It hurts. It again. hurts, it's but it's so in character. Good, so character. You, it's, oh, it you're kind of just hurts. like she looks so beautiful underneath the the moonlight. Her lavender eyes do really feel like they're brighter. Um she's really hard to read right now. Something's you know, something's on her mind, but it's hard to tell. Um she like looks up at you before you head to bed. Um, she steps close to you and leans upward, putting her hands around your neck, pulling you in for a kiss. Um, there's... I throw her overboard. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. She drowns. She never learned how to swim. No. Um, give me a constitution saving throw. What? Um, 14? 14. Um, you feel... There's a moment where your body almost, like, freezes up a little bit your muscles kind of tighten and you feel almost like dizzy for a second there's a beat and a strange smirk grows on Cicero's face completely unlike her normal countenance as if she's a different person she speaks no longer with an elvish accent <sighs> I really thought I tricked you there's a moment and you watch as her appearance suddenly shifts their body transforming into a slender athletic androgynous form now wearing an outfit with leather boots a tight black bodysuit an elegant coat with a high collar their skin is pure white matching their hair and blank eyes 
and as you look at them, it's almost like they're featureless. Their smirk remains, though, and as they stand there, they pull from one of their coat pockets, kind of like an extra-dimensional space, a cavalier hat with a red feather sticking out of it that they place upon their head. That kiss the other night really got your head spinning, huh? Where's Cicero's? She's fine. Don't panic. Um, <sighs> she's a little tied up, but unhurt. Believe me, none of this was personal. Your little goblin friend made a mistake, and you're unfortunately paying for it. <sighs> well, well, what do you want? I want the shard. Mm, you can't have it. Alter your terms. That is the only reason why I'm here. I have nothing against you. I have nothing against this crew. And I have nothing against your friend, Cicero's. But... I have been tasked with this, and I never fail a job. I would like to scream Captain Styx's name. You scream Captain Styx's name. As I, like, throw up a shield, like... Uh, yeah, you, like, push back, like, drawing your greatsword. Um, you see that this figure jumps backwards, catch you in the capital. They twist their hands and disappear in a puff what? of smoke. Um, and then, like, moments later, Captain Sticks kicks open the door. She's still wearing her beautiful green halter dress. What? What's going on? What's going on? Fine, Cicero's. That was your fucking friend. What? 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 You're with the hat. Your fucking friend. She looks around. Cicero's is tied up somewhere. She, um, looks at Mascar, who's, like, exiting, still got a flag in hand. Oh, fuck. Um, the two of them rush below deck. Um, um I... Can I can I uh, misty step below deck since I have misty step now? Yes, you I just can. misty warp down the fucking stairs because you have taken on a feat with yes. your new level as you are level six right now. I took on um fey touched, but we're calling it astral touch. Yeah, so there's like a poof of like, and actually very similar to the kind of like shock of like interdimensional space and like smoke that you saw mm. the trick disappear with mm. um and you pff, appear downstairs literally right in front of captain sticks and mascar who are like dodge out of the way for a second um everyone is now getting up they heard you scream you see quids come out what's going on look for cicero's i'm throwing i throw open her door you find her laying on the ground just fully bound and gagged she looks no. at you, panicked eyes uh, i take off her gag I untie her. I am so sorry. He, no, he came I'm me. sorry. I also, I, it, it, she, she looked like me. I know. It was, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. You're not stupid. I, there's no way you could have known. Um, there, before you can really react anymore, you hear a, a distant boom and suddenly the ship is rocked by an explosion you hear the sounds of splashing outside the hull immediately set calls are being rung out from liar in the crow's nest warning shots off the stern man the battle stations you see captain sticks and mascar look at each other we're too close to the capital and they run above deck um, you hear, like, everyone is scrambling to get into action. The Muscatinis, like, stumble up the stairs with Nella following, her hatchets already out and ready, while Flambe, her hands glowing green, pounces up the steps. Zaroom stumbles forward, rubbing his eyes and grabbing his scimitar from his scabbard. Zola, you okay? I'm... I'm okay. Follow me. 
Um, the two of you head above deck and look out over the rolling waves of the Mara and Mara behind you to see what looks to be a small number of ships on the western horizon approaching, illuminated by the moon and stars. You see it is not only, not the entire Golden Fleet, but a small battalion led by what you recognize to be the IAN Sparkler, as well as the colossal vessel known as the Requiem. These motherfuckers. Captain Styx stands there in shock, her eyes wide, her face aghast at the ship that had succeeded once and now is attempting twice to destroy her and her livelihood. These faux gold motherfuckers! Mascar bursts from below, assisting Ciceros, who, like, looks, like, completely dazed. <sighs> All right. Uh, shit. What is the plan? What's the plan? Ciceros uh, looks at you, and, and, like, again, she's just so bewildered and confused. Uh, Z- Zola, I, I am so sorry for all of this. I, I, I should have, I should. No, you shouldn't have done anything. I'm, you know what I'm really upset is that he, or they, used you to get to me. So that's what I'm upset. I'm not upset at you or upset. Uh, let's talk about this later. Let's take these motherfuckers down. Yeah, Captain Sticks um, looks out on and looks out on the ocean and then turns back and surveys the crew. You and Cicero's looking dazed, Nella holding onto Zeroom, Quince's eyes wide, the Muscatini's angry and terrified, Flambe just staring up at the sky like, what are you planning? You see she still hasn't said anything um, and then she turns. Everyone gather around. The crew shakes off their confusion and fear and makes their way to Captain Sticks standing by the helm. Mr. McGreeby, who has one mechanical arm on the wheel and one extended out to like art, like aim a ballista at the incoming Navy, looks at her. Mascar, his battle axe ready, turns. Well, what's the plan? Captain Sticks, her golden eyes still on the ships approaching from the dark western horizon. Do y'all trust me? Yes, Captain. More than anything, Captain. They're just nods of agreement throughout the crew. This ship is my everything. It's my home. It's my work. It's my life. But you all, you all are my family. And I refuse to let this be the end of our adventures. Liar, raise the flag of surrender. What? And Muscatinis, take up the sails. Stow away in there. She pulls out the blue stone that you gave her and, and looks at it. Mr. McGreevy looks up at her fearfully. Ma'am, uh, you can't be serious. Flambe's cat eyes widen, their slits now large circles. It's suicide to do anything like that. Captain Six's smile returns to her face. It's our only play, old friend. Everyone, sheath your weapons and remain ready. Um, We're all in our fucking party clothes. Yeah, you guys are all like so <laughs> dressed to the Can I say mechanically have my armor on, but I have a super sick outfit oh, on? Oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, the, the ring of illusions. Um, I will add it to your inventory later. Oh, amazing! But it essentially is disguise self for an hour. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so you basically okay. kind of like probably recast it a few times. Yeah, There's like yeah. moments during the party where you like <laughs> back my to my shirt like, color <laughs> keeps changing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you guys are all. Everyone's dressed very fancily. A few people like Nella and Zaroom are kind of in their PJs because they went to bed early. Um, <laughs> Um, but everyone is 
up now. Wait, is Cesar Rose in her dress, or was she not even done getting ready yet? Cesar Rose is in her dress. Um, she had <laughs> so she had been with you for the party just out of oh, game. Oh, when she, she went when to she go, went get, to the go wine. get wine, um, she was poisoned, as you were almost poisoned. Oh um, shit! Yes. Um, you see that a few minutes pass before you see the looming forces of the Golden Fleet swarming around the Feral Free. Three ships off the stern, the Ian Sparkler pulling up on the starboard side, the Requiem pulling up on the port side you hear the familiar voice of the admiral of the ian requiem this call out fucking guy the vessel <laughs> captain you are hereby under arrest for piracy theft and fleeing imperial custody prepare to be boarded Derbuchere, his quaffed Pepe Le Pew hair matted and sweaty, stands on the taffrail of his ship. Um, he is now wearing the formerly alive captain's hat from who you impaled in the throat <laughs> with your ancestral dagger. You see on the hilt of his belt your ancestral dagger. Oh. Salami slut, your day of reckoning is here! The crew exchanges nervous looks, but Captain Styx holds fast. Well, you got me. I'm a naughty little salami thief, and now I'm right where you want me. <laughs> Jigs up. Both men on either ship look incredibly uncomfortable. They, like, share an uncomfortable <laughs> glance. Uh, no, don't. You're making it weird. Uh, quite irregular, Captain Six. En- enough chat. Prepare for boarding. Oh, yeah, you're gonna board me? Oh, isn't that a little inappropriate for the moment like this, Admiral? And at this point, these men are, like, turning bright red. The Admiral's mustache is bristling, and his eyes are visible under his normally, like, thick Board eyebrows. Board me, Admiral Daddy. <laughs> Zola's got her hands out in front of her, like, no, find them together. This is incredibly uncomfortable. Do not talk to me like that. You're a child. I'm getting boarded. <laughs> oh, no, this is quite irregular. Um, you see that they are incredibly nervous. Enough. By decree of the Emperor and the authorized gods, I demand you cease your incessant flirting and prepare for boarding. Captain Stick smiles, tongue-in-cheek. You sparkly fucks have bullied me, my friends, and those like us our entire lives. Gods? <laughs> Fuck the gods. Fuck all of them. Especially, and she pulls out the blue gem, Umberly, bitch of the deep. And she takes the stone, spins it, and hurls it at Der Boucher. It hits him square in the forehead, knocking him off the taffrail and onto his ass. The rock then falls into the water, and silence fills the air. Der Boucher scrambles back up, screaming over the side of the sparkler. I say, you are the rudest wench I have ever... Before he can say another word, you hear a rumble in the darkness. And the ships around the Feral Free shift as the water begins to be displaced. Um. A sudden roll of waves hits all of you, and you guys stumble as you're standing there on the main deck. You hear a crash, and a huge splash of water showers the Feral Free from behind you. You turn and see a massive, blue-scaled, eel-like dragon emerging from the glowing coral lair below, its eyes wide with fury, its fins rippling, it roars, a horrid screech that nearly deafens you and the crews of all the ships around you. Fuck Umberly, huh, Captain? It's a, it's a gamble. Um, <laughs> Cloud, <laughs> this is like not having a, <laughs> not having any sort of boat to get off of your boat. What are those called again? You keep asking me to have them. <laughs> I look at her with absolute heart. 
Also, just wanted to say when um, Captain Sticks was going, fuck the gods, I was being her hype man behind her and like pouring alcohol yeah. out on the floor. Yeah. It's like, fuck the gods. Fuck the and now gods. there's just bottles of red <laughs> sloshing everywhere. You hear the sound of bottles rolling across the deck. When you did not expect this to be the move, but you're rolling with it now. You see rising from the water this horrid looking dragon. Clouds begin to form in the night sky, darkening the scene even more as this monstrosity turns and looks at the crews gathered on the six ships around it. Who dares insult my mistress? Captain Sticks points a yellow finger towards the ships behind the Feral Free. Twas them, fair beast. They cursed your lady and discarded her stone. I'm going to roll a deception check versus the Coral Dragon's insight. Um, can I give her help action my eye lift Stilton in the air and go, yeah, it was them, and Stilton clicks his claws over at them. Yes, she will roll with advantage. Maybe Stilton speaks its language. A little shout out to um, Kobold Press and their Tome of Beasts. This is a little reskinning of their sea dragon. Ooh. Uh, yes. Angel. Very beautiful. Beautiful fish. Absolutely beautiful. It's like if a dragon were a beta fish. Yes, it is exactly like that. This I love is like it. a beautiful blue kind of teal. Long um, fin. Kind long of like fin. a Chinese dragon yes. where they like don't have like Yes, it's more of like the long almost snake like yeah, body rather like than the worm. typical kind of European dragon. She is going to roll a deception check. And you know what? You can roll the deception <laughs> Thank check. Because I'm denying you a lot right now. And let me roll the insight. Okay, one was a one, and one was a ten. Okay. You see that there is a pause as this monster looks around at the crews. Everyone, like you see, all aboard these decks, there are Imperial sailors wearing the gold um, and red uniforms with their Centurion helmets. That's so um, stupid. They look at each other, like some of them are absolutely like wetting their pants right now. <laughs> um, you see that this monster just scans all of them, looking down at Captain Sticks. Captain Styx has incredibly high deception. And this dragon rolled a two. Yes! It rears back, unleashing its fury on one of the three ships behind the Feral Free. Its long, thin tail cracks out, snapping Ooh. the mast of one of the ships um, in a single blow, sending a few sailors flying into the sea. Within a few seconds, the first ship is beginning to lull and sink beneath the dark waves. As it turns, it opens its maw, unleashing a blast of cold water in a powerful cone, knocking half of the crew off the ship while leaving the others gasping for breath, bones broken. Captain Styx turns to you all. Honestly, we're lucky. This one's still a young pup. Still, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, she turns towards the Requiem, this massive, <laughs> nearly aircraft carrier-sized ship, and you watch as her tiefling form bounds up onto the taffrail and forward, her arms reaching out as she attempts to leap over to the other ship. You watch her land sliding down a bit on the hull before grasping onto one of the red boards on the holes for the cannons. She turns back to you all. Well, what are you waiting for? It won't take him long to sink the rest of them, and we're well due for an upgrade. What do you think? Let's go! <laughs> we're gonna have to do a paint job on this baby. <laughs> oh yeah, this is way gaudier. Tacky. It's so tacky. Yeah. Um, she begins to climb up, and you do indeed hear behind you the splintering of wood as this ship cracks and the sea dragon whips its tail out, snapping the final mast of the remaining ships behind the feral free. Seeing this liar and the muscatees from the crow's nest, she knew that they'd need higher ground in mm. order to make the leap because they're so small. Toss grappling hooks over into the mass of the Requiem before 
before leaping and swinging around. The ropes go taut, and you watch as the four of them, like little cannonballs themselves, swing over, landing in the rigging where they begin to climb into attack positions. Captain, you need anything from your office? Nope. I've got the music box on me, actually. Great. And, and that's all I can What about, about that gold you were going to give me? Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> I start running. <laughs> yeah, actually, I also have probably all my shit, like all my evidence, the lockbox, the crown, everything is below deck. Yes, you have. You probably have a few moments. Give me an athletics check. You're trying okay. to essentially, uh, it's a DC 10. You're trying to get down below deck, gather your things. Um, she left the bag of holding. I just made the DC 10. Oh my goodness, I, I 11, saw. Yeah. That's a three and plus your eight, right? Yeah. Or something? Yeah, wow. Um, you managed to scramble down the steps. You trip a little bit. You grab the things from your room and head back above deck. You see that um, running from her office, Mascar holds the bag of holding. I got it. I promise you will get paid. It is very Perfect. important to compensate <laughs> your workers. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, you are all, everyone is gathering and getting ready. You see Flambe waves goodbye to her kitchen before making a cat-like leap over the edge, using her claws to grip onto the slippery hull. Let's hope they have a pizza oven. <laughs> if they don't, we're going to have to install one because I'm never not <laughs> eating pizza again. Um, Mr. McGreevy, arms change into long curved blades and he turns to Mascar, his dark eyes wild and his orange mustache bristling. Throw me! Um... <laughs> With that hesitation, Mascar grabs Mr. McGreevy by the Yeet. collar and, like a football, perfectly spiral throws him over the gap between the ships before making a running leap himself. Zaroom and Nella grab Quince, tie a rope to him before running, rope in hand, and leaping over the taffrail. Quince, knowing he doesn't have the hops and, <laughs> and knows that if he doesn't move quickly, it will lead to an immense amount of pain, sprints <laughs> after them, and the three fly over the gap, Quince landing in the water only to be saved by Zaroom, pulling the rope up with him oh, as the couple stop <laughs> as the couple scales the side of the ship Cicero's grabs your hand Zola yeah I am so thankful that we have gotten this time together me too let's make this not the last battle we fight win okay okay she grabs your hand the two of you run and leap I need you to roll initiative I have pre-rolled initiative today because there is going to be a lot going on oh, in this one. Oh, man. I'm oh, so excited. Oh, it's a nat one. Oh, my goodness. Brutal. Well, that makes it easy to remember. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't have to think about where you probably are in the order. I can just step back and enjoy. <laughs> you just happen to be. It makes sense. You're the last person to land on the hull of the ship. Immediately as this combat begins, you watch all of these ships beginning to scramble to recover from the Sea Dragon's initial assault. Many of the sailors on the Requiem have manned this small ballista lining the main deck and are taking shots. Many missing or having their bolts bounce off the beast's thick natural armor you and the crew essentially use dash actions to climb up the side of the ship not an easy feat since it's a, again this isn't like an aircraft carrier size ship so you look up and it's about 120 feet above you where the taffrail is um i'm gonna have you do similar to when you were fleeing the kuatoa another athletics check as you and the crew begin to crawl up the side of the requiem basically climbing halves your movement and you're trying to scale this distance as fast as you can okay question for you before yes. when i misty stepped down the stairs was that my once a day use of misty step or can we say it was flavor we could say it was flavor okay yeah get in the uh, comments if you're mad about it use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay thank you it was yeah it was cool as hell this was All kind right. of like a in a burst of like astral energy you suddenly just appeared downstairs almost mm -hmm. like you weren't even thinking about it mm -hmm. okay athletics check right that's right all right uh 23 23 you 
<clears throat> grip against the slippery hull. You don't at all like lose footing, and you begin to pull yourself up, climbing as Cicero's I've next to so you. I've gotten so good at climbing the sails. Yeah, I got those muscles. This is second nature now. Your upper body strength <laughs> has at least doubled since you got on the ship. Um, you are no longer the young lass from Paddlewick. You are an adventurer. You pull yourself up, climbing up the side of the ship, and in 30 seconds or so, you and the rest of the crew of the Feral Free manage to follow Captain Sticks up the side of the ship over the taffrail where the sailors of the Requiem have begun to defend themselves from this draconic threat. I hoist Cicero's. Yeah, you take her hand and pull her up. She nods at you. We got this. You got this. She smiles, and the two of you begin to haul off into battle. Speaking of, the dragon, during this time the sea dragon has continued to launch its assault on the Aurelian ships behind the Feral Free, tearing into their sails, smashing their hulls, and blasting their sailors with this icy water breath. Um, sailors are trying to flee, but you watch the fins on its back like begin to flap like wings as mm. it flies out of the sea, its moss snapping and snatching out um, the sailors as they try and flee, ripping them to shreds and swallowing what's left. Sailors try to climb out of the sinking wreckage, but you see that many are already dead, bodies just floating in the dark water, while those who have survived frantically look for debris to hold on to. What a terrible way to die, right, Quince? Oh, yeah. This isn't reminding me of any trauma at all. Quince, why don't you go check out what the, what the, uh, under the deck looks like? Nay, my friend. Today, I fight. And you see he pulls out his <laughs> <I> crossbow. <grimace>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Absolutely grimace. Absolutely grimace. <laughs> um, you see that um, you and the crew leap over the taffrail. You find yourself standing on a massive wooden deck amongst Aurelian sailors in their armor and centurion helmets. Um, they're terrified, but their blades are still poised, ready to strike the moment they see you. Though it's dark, torches have been lit throughout the ship to allow the humans to see and fight, glinting off their gaudy gold and um, red armor and the golden paint trim that decorates this ship. You are about 30 feet from the helm of the ship, not far from where the captain's quarters on the Feral Free are, um, near where the stairs lead up to this large gilded wheel and the even larger bronze artillery mortar cannon that you once saw trained on the city of Drifton. The setup is again similar to the Feral Free, but on a much larger scale, with bronze cannons lining either side of the ship and these five massive masts rising out of the center where Lyre and the Muscatinis are now just up there <laughs> taking like pot shots at random sailors. Um, up first at initiative 20, the Sea Dragon Axe. Uh, in its blind fury, it lashes out at everyone within range. We are going to roll luck checks to determine who it attacks on its turn. Cool. So it is, I'm gonna roll for the crew of the Feral Free and the crews of the Aurelian ships, and you are gonna roll for yourself. What um, kind of roll is it? Just, Just a straight? pure luck, straight check. 16. 16. You watch as the sea dragon turns, looking at the crew of the Feral Free, amongst, mixed amongst all of these Aurelian sailors. It's just in its fury. It opens its mouth and just this blast of cold. Um, everyone is going to roll dexterity saving throws. Um, I'm going to essentially just do rolls for those who have stats and then a general roll for yeah. the crews. Nat 20 for Captain nice. Sticks. Pass for the crew of the Feral Free and a four for a number of the sailors aboard the Aurelian ship. You Umberly, see, yeah, you it, are Umberly a mysterious, a mysterious lass. crew lass. It lets out a blast of this cold water. 
you watch as several of the Aurelian sailors are just blasted off of the ship, tumbling into the sea below. Um, it is, you that does look pretty good, but you do watch as the below deck, the door opens and a number of other sailors begin to pour up, replacing those that are already lost. Um, Elegance. Those of the feral free are going to take 23 halved to 11. 11. You see that already many look injured. Oof. Quince is immediately no! unconscious. Um, <laughs> the I fans told hate him. me. <laughs> I, I told him. Um, everyone does. I, I would say that Flambe and some of the kind of less muscled members of the crew look a little hurt, but you see Cicero's still looks okay. Mascar okay. looks fine. Uh, Mr. McGreeby looks okay. okay. Uh, Flambe looks a, a little hurt at this point. All right, all right. Um, that is the top, that is the lair action, essentially. On initiative 19, you watch Mr. McGreeby clicks buttons on his mechanical legs, turning both of them into wheels that propel him through the legs of Aurelian Sages. He, he takes a disengage action um, using his movement to get up the stairs to the helm of the ship where he knows he works best. Liar providing cover from above with her crossbow. Uh, in the rigging, you see the Muscatinis use the chaos to begin to unfurl the sails of the Requiem to get it moving yeah. away from this combat, essentially. Deuces. Yeah, I, although they know they probably can't outrun this creature, getting some distance and keeping it and distracted. Some other yeah, it, it might keep everyone um, safer for at least a longer amount of time. Uh -huh. Nella and Zaroom are back to back once again hatchets and scimitar ready to strike out as flambe her tiger paws glowing green with energy lets off a few eldritch blasts that knock some sailors straight onto their asses mascar takes up a defensive position to block those heading towards captain sticks while cicero's her lavender eyes glowing and captain sticks her golden irises like gold pieces inset into voids draw their rapiers and thrust forward quince lying on the ground is going to make a death save oh, Jesus. i know we're already there that is a failure. That is a nine. Oh. God, this boy has the worst fucking, fucking luck. Hell. Don't you give up on me now, Captain Sticks yells at him. All right, Quince is on it. If you know what, if he just got revivified, if he dies, he fucking dies. <laughs> it's true. She I has... yell that at him as he's making dust saving throws. If you die, you fucking die, Tuffler. I only have one fucking diamond left, Tuffler. Get the fuck up. <laughs> That's my diamond. And, um, I'm not giving up any of my gold. We're all <laughs> bullying him. <laughs> the only way to bring people back is by shaming them out of death. Um, <laughs> at initiative 15, the sailors begin their attacks on you and the crew of the Feral Free. Blades drawn, these gold and red uniform sailors rush forward, carelessly swinging out of panic. Despite being small in number, the crew of the Feral Free are strong and far more experienced in combat than any of these paper sailors. That being said, as I said before, this is a huge ship. And though many are being cut down and trying to fight off the dragon, there are still likely many more on the way to help. Um, they are going to roll some attacks on you. Immediately up in your business, there are three. Um, two, ah, two, you guys are so up in my business. You have crossed... You have crossed the empire, and we are going to fight you, and we're not scared. Do you all have that voice? Uh, no, I don't have that voice. He's a weird man. One of them gets a 19 um, plus three, so that is definitely yep. going to hit. Um, that is a 14 on the other one, and then an 18 on Captain Sticks, which is also going to hit. They deal. They're two hands swinging, so um, that is going to be six damage on you, uh, and two on Captain Sticks. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven damage on you. It's a plus one. Um, oh. And 
uh, three on Captain Styx. Um, as they swipe out at you, cutting into Captain Styx's shoulder, just grazing her, really, as she spins out of the way. Cicero's kind of leaping out and parrying another blade. Nice. Um, um, for anyone who's following along at home, um, we should actually make my sheet available for people to look at if they want, but I have 64 hit points now. Oh, yeah. So just five a, away from my HP goal. Zeal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take nice. A, you'll take, take a uh, level in wizard, and we'll roll your hit die to determine yes. how much you make, so you get 69. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone is kind of in this flurry of combat. It is absolute chaos. That is going to be their turn. You see that the Feral Free, because of how strong they are and because of how i would say basically the mechanics of this the quality of the fight is determined based on how well you are doing yeah since you haven't gone yet it is obviously totally up for draw so right now everyone looks pretty evenly matched mm-hmm. um though evenly matched means the feral free are managing to fend off hordes of paper sailors that are getting thrown at them basically at initiative 10 admiral Grossnot draws his blade his eyes bulging out from under his thick caterpillar eyebrows his mustache flared up like a cat he points his long curved blade at captain sticks there are thousands aboard this vessel there's no hope for you and your crew surrender or prepare to die fiend captain sticks just grins her golden iris is wild never doubt a woman's ambition um, that he is going to wow nevertheless she persisted nevertheless she persisted <laughs> uh, he's girl, gonna roll girl his boss <laughs> hashtag girl boss as she tries to block nasty his play nasty gal <laughs> nasty gal nasty lass um, that is unfortunately I believe both are going to hit oh no um, and so you see he swings into her with his blade nevertheless they persisted nevertheless they oh. <laughs> um, he deals that is nine into her, and um, actually the second attack is going to go on to you. Does a 19, that hits? Yep. Okay, then you take 10 damage as he cuts into you. Okay. It is already looking pretty dire. Yeah, woof. Um, now it is going to be initiative one. Um, because Derbuchere also no. rolled initiative one. <laughs> um, you see he turns to his crew. No meat sticks are worth this. Full sail ahead. Go. Um, he begins to look like he is going to flee this combat. Oh, my God. Um, though he is currently out of range of the sea dragon, there is still a chance he will be attacked. He is kind of heading southeast mm-hmm. as you guys head directly east towards the capital. Um, now it is your turn. Finally. Right. I, no more me playing myself. <laughs> I love to hear it. It's like I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> um, where is the motherfucker who has my dagger? I would say that the Feral Free is like 30 plus feet wide and you had to jump. You're like easily 120 feet away from where he is. You're very far. You maybe could hit him with a spell, but all in all, he's kind of out of range unless you were to like, I'm going to leap back onto the Feral Free and use my movement to get to close to him. Okay. The temptation. That's why I put him there. Yeah, the temptation. Oh, you motherfucker. I'm like, no, Zola, you can buy a new dagger. (laughs) Um, Trust me, that is a valuable dagger, but we will find you another one. Okay. Their order kind still exists. <laughs> Mascar yells to you. <laughs> eyeing the dagger. <laughs> As he blocks something with his battle axe. my hand. It's not worth it. Okay. Um, uh, still in. Clicks on your shoulder. His eyes, like, blinking at it out of his shell. Um, you can use him. You have yes. the tusk. You are invincible. <laughs> I, unfortunately, this is not, like, the um, 
pro gamer move, but it is the Gorgonzola move. I am going to send Stilton to um, go help um, Captain Sticks okay. on her next turn. Got it. I run to where Quince is laying and I cast first level heroism on him, my new spell. Um, and it, uh, on his next turn, he will get two point two hit points at the start of his turn. Wow. Okay. So that will essentially bring him back up. Bring him a back up. A healing spell that is not a healing spell. Excellent move. Thank you. Um, yeah, that is He's your... also immune to being frightened, but I don't think he's up yet. Oh, not quite. Um, and that would definitely help because he is incredibly terrified of everything. And you actually just reminded me, Captain Sticks did not make any attacks. So oh, great. Captain Sticks lunges forward and makes two attacks. Um, the first um, looks like it's going to hit, but you see that um, Admiral parries and blocks it. Um, the next, uh, another one, he doesn't even need to use his reaction. He manages to just block it. Fuck. And she turns to you. Um, she, for a moment, thinks about healing you, but knows that you're still up and there are others yeah, I'm who doing can heal. Okay. Um, she is Worry going about to- Flambe and everyone else. This is our ship. She winks at you and gives you a D8 of Bardic. Thank you. Um, I am going to use my action surge, though. Okay, action surge. Um, you have your Bardic. You also still have your bonus action. Actually, your your action surge counts as your bonus action, I think. Yes, um, my yes. action surge is my bonus action. Okay. Um, so you um, use, like, half your movement to kind of, or not even, Quince is close enough that you, like, lean down and press. Yeah, and, and I touch him. Can you describe what heroism looks like? Like um, how do you how do you feel like you cast it? I think I just um, put my hands on his shoulders and some like green light goes into him a little bit, kind of like a defibrillator a little bit. Beep. <laughs> and um, I just lean down and whisper in his ears, "I'm gonna let the concentration drop pretty soon, so you're gonna want to go hide in a barrel." <laughs> I run away um, from him. And now you have used an action surge. You have essentially a full turn. Okay, who, who's around me? Um, you are right up in the business with Admiral Grossnot. You are next to Captain Styx, and there are three sailors of the Aurelian army near you. Um, Mascar is close by, as Cicero's is as well. Okay, so I'm just going to swing on um, Admiral, what's his name, Grossnot? Yeah, Admiral Grossnot. Admiral, great name, Noah. Thanks. All right. It's Admiral Grossnot to you. I will do my... Um, can I borrow a d20? Yes, you can. That's Ew, I hate the way you said orc. <laughs> you have a gross name. Um, okay, first one is an 18 to hit. An 18 is going to hit, and he already used his reaction to parry Captain Sticks' blow, so he cannot parry. The second one is a 21 to hit. 21 or is... Or a dirty 20. Definitely, or 20 is definitely going to hit. Cool. I will do my damage on him all at once because Noah gave me a fistful of d6 um, for Christmas. Merry Christmas! Crit on me! So it'll be 4d6 <laughs> plus 12 because I'm going to do both of those. Yeah, all at the same time. Jeez. Um, I can re-roll on each roll the, mm -hmm. my each, damage yeah, dice. Damage die. Ooh, and I'm going to re-roll this too. Great. Nice. So 16 plus 12. So, 16 plus 12 28. is 28. 28 damn it! Holy shit! 
immediately you dart forward, closing the distance and swinging with the tusk, your Zabuza-sized fucking the sword. Head. You, yeah, flat edge, you just cr like crack into his skull. You see his eyes roll back for a moment as he almost falls into unconsciousness. He's already looking really fucking hurt after that attack. Good. Um, Don't attack my friends. He just came back to life. <laughs> I don't care about any of you. You will suffer under the fist of the Empire. You will never leave this ship. That is your turn. Back to the top. We're going to roll some luck checks as you mm. see the dragon <laughs> roars out, um, looking like it's going to bite. Um, let's roll. Thank you very much. Eight. Captain Sticks rolled a, and the crew rolled a 16. Good. And the... Oh, can I add my bardic? Yeah, you know what? I'll let you add your bardic to this. Okay, D8, right? Actually, I'll tell you right now. They rolled a nat 20. Uh, the okay. crew, The other crew rolled a nat 20. So Fair. it would be, yeah. It would, it would be, be me. One. Okay. Um, so this thing kind of like <laughs> lands on the ship. You see many of the sailors like scramble back trying to run away. The crew of the Feral Free, one, you see Mascar looks at Captain Styx and she just <laughs> kind of like shrugs nervously. Look, I said it was a gamble. I mean, it was pretty much our only card to play, my friend. <laughs> You play too close to your chest. I'm no longer playing cards with you, Captain Sticks. Um, I think we can all agree that no one's playing cards with Captain Sticks anymore. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> that is um, its turn. It is going to now take some attacks on you. Okay. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's, it still has to roll. So uh -huh, uh -huh. it gets um, three attacks, Okay. a bite and two claws. Okay, the first Should one. Should I tell you now if I want a shield or... Um, I think you can know what I roll first. Okay, okay. Um, so the first one, it snaps out at you, crawling over the helm of the ship. It's like gnarled, um, yellow dagger teeth snapping, but you manage to put your fucking blade up after slicing into the um, Admiral, and it gnaws on the blade, just, just clawing into it. Um, and then as it's doing that, it swings out below. It rolled um, two 13s, which um, plus nine. So that is um, probably going to bypass your shield. Yeah, it would bypass um, Yeah, so it manages to claw into you twice. 10 on the first, 16 on the second. Ow. Yeah, as this thing swipes out, you feel it. You you actually see, like, the illusion gets cut through and, like, blood spurts through your chainmail. Ciceros looks at you, eyes wide. Zola, are you okay? Um, <laughs> I'm okay. Um, I have to roll concentration. Yes, you do. It is half the damage you took. Uh, you have to roll two concentration checks. So okay. the first one um, is going to be What's DC 10. 10. Damage? Yeah, okay. DC 10. That's going to that pass. Passes? Second one was a uh, 16, half to 8, which means another DC 10. Okay. Yes, passes. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, you so managed to has keep heroism. focusing on the spell. Um, you see this like green sparkling magic kind of coating his body as you see a little bit of his wounds begin to heal up a little bit. And that is its turn. It is blindly striking out. You know, it's nothing personal. I respect you as a beautiful creature of God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now we are going to go through initiative. You watch the crew of the Feral Free. Though they are holding their own, you see that they're already taking some injuries right now. Mr. McGreevy is barely fending off um, a number of the sailors around him. You see that... Um, you watch Nella get cut in the leg. She falls to her knee, but then Zaroom darts in front of her and pushes the guy backwards, cutting his head off in a single swing. Uh -huh. um, Ciceros, she is... I'm actually going to roll for Ciceros okay. to see how she's doing. Okay. She is actually doing okay. She manages to parry a few blows. Um, Flambe is kind of... 
at this point backing up taking cover because she realizes that she's more of a long range fighter and a yeah. healer um, but she does take some damage she is looking a little rough for okay. wear okay. Captain Styx it is now technically her turn um, Stilton's helping her Stilton is helping her and you watch actually now it is it's Quince's turn as well you see oh. <gasps> he gasps and sits up where's the nearest barrel run hide <laughs> He is going to use his turn You're to... You're not going to get another two. He is going to... Uh, he rolls a stealth check. Um, you turn around to go see which barrel he hit in, and he's gone. He's fucking gone. Um, We're going to have to find him and let him out after this. Yeah, someone's going to leave. Otherwise, he'll, he'll, he'll be die there in forever. there. <laughs> okay. Um, now it is Captain Sticks' turn. She is going to cast... Actually, you know what? She is going to hold her turn. Mm. You see that she pulls out her rapier and puts a hand out and gives the, like, come at me motion to Admiral Grossnot. This is my ship, you fucking bastard. And now it is going to be the sailor's turn. You see that the three that are around you lunge forward as the rest of the crew is taking on the Feral Free. Again, things are looking dire, but for now, everyone manages to be holding their own. It looks like... Though, you know, it's not as many are falling right now, but the blades are being blocked. Mm -hmm. The three around you are going to make their attacks. Uh, two no. on you, or two on Captain Sticks, one on you. It's a nat 20 on you. Oof. Captain Sticks. They just hit her AC two times as Oof. she's, she's like done the come hither and from her sides you see two swing out one clipping her shoulder and the other jamming straight into her side um uh she takes 11 damage she is injured she is looking hurt but she is also doing okay she steals herself gritting her teeth as blood trickles down from her her lip you'll have to do more than that to take me down now it is going to be the Admiral's turn. He draws his blade further and swings out, is going to try and cut down Captain Sticks and then take a swing at you. Also, you didn't do your crit damage on me yet. Thank you for reminding me. That's very kind of you. Yep, it's probably gonna kill me, so. 12 damage. Okay. Yeah. Still um, up. Still up. Barely. Whew, what are you at? Nine. Nine, okay. Out of 64, you whittled me down real quick. Yeah. I did real bad rolling one for initiative. That yeah. can really turn the tide. It tides. can really turn the tide. And also, I mean, like, the Zola move is to watch out for her friend. So instead yeah. of, like, you could have dealt mo probably a whopping amount of damage I on the first time. I could have probably killed but, the... But you still, but. It's still, I mean, 28 is not too shabby. Yeah. And the battle is still going. That is definitely going to hit Captain Sticks. That is a 15 on you. So that is not even going to hit. Does not hit. Even with shield. Um, or it's actually, I'm sorry. It's a 16, 9 plus 7. Okay, I shield okay, so that you, it doesn't hit me. The moment that the blade comes down, you throw up an arcane shield and it crackles against it. An orc using magic? Yeah, Witch. get with the program. Impossible. <laughs> People have called me a lot of shit and witch is pretty weak. I don't have many good insults for someone of your stature. Usually. Tall? Uh, usually I cut you down pretty quickly. That Me? I'm so much taller than him. I'm, what? <laughs> you, you, you have a few inches on him for sure. I'm I'm just as tall as you. I I'm over six foot. I hold, I hold up my hand between us, like I'm measuring him. <laughs> I'm over six foot. You can tell he's so am I. he's five eleven. He's You're definitely like the guy who lives on his profile. Less than six foot. No, I'm pretty confident. I I'm pretty. You're probably the guy who says if it matters. It, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't. Um, <laughs> now, um, so he... 
member of all gross not 511 if it matters if it matters oh man he deals um another 15 to captain stick she is looking very fucked up mm. okay woof. you can't say woof woof you're not allowed. i'm hurting myself <laughs> kinky Ow, stop poking yourself um, stop poking yourself you see captain sticks the blade sinks into her stomach pinning her against the taff rail and she looks up at him you shouldn't have done that. She puts a hand on his head and casts Hellish Rebuke on him, which is a reaction, mm -hmm. um, which the way I work, holding your turn isn't holding a reaction. So she is going to do her reaction yes. and then she's going to cast her H turn. Her action, um, yeah. So um, he rolls a dex save. He passes, so he's gonna take half damage. That's 14, half to seven, as these flames burst into his face. Oh, he stumbles back, his mustache singed. At this point, it's, you look at him, half of his bristled mustache is gone. Stupid. My mustache! That is going to be her reaction. Now she's going to use her turn, um, still holding onto his blade as he tries to pull back. Um, she begins to whisper um, and is going to cast Hold Person on him. Stilton is helping her. Oh, she yes. has a little crab holding onto. Um, you know what? I'm going to say. Can he help? I'm going to say that because you wanted to give her the help action. What he's going to do is, you see, he's crawled up onto her shoulder, and he leaps into the face after the flames <laughs> disappear. You see, Admiral Grossnack goes, "No, what was?" Ah! And this crab pinches onto pinches his nose. nose. <laughs> ah! He screams out. Um, he's going to roll with disadvantage. Amazing, um, Stilton, you smart little crab. <laughs> he fails. You see, he uh, freezes up in place as the hold person spell takes effect. She is losing a lot of blood, but Captain Sticks maintains concentration. Top of the round, it is now the dragon's turn. Okay, if it hits you, you'll probably go down. Yes, but you'll come back, back up. up at one. If it goes for the crew, Flambe will go down, mm -hmm. and then Flambe won't be able to heal. Okay. If it goes- And I don't have any spell slots left. You're out of spell slots? Yeah, because I cast Find Familiar and then I cast Shield. And that is true. Today was the day you cast Find Familiar. Yeah. Um, Oops, and I used my- Oh, wait. No, actually, you know what? I realized that um, Heroism, I don't have to use a spell slot for. It's a thing that I can use and I still have a spell slot left. What? Because it's the um, Astral Touched is- it's I get to use it. Oh um, my god, that's part of the feat you took. Yes, it's like a long rest thing, so that does not count as a spell slot. What the fuck? I thought you took it as your new spell. That's brilliant. No, I yeah, I got the misty step I, that I can use, but it's not like I don't have any second level spell slots, so I don't I can't cast can't misty cast step. Yeah, yeah. But I get to use it once a day, and I get to use heroism once a day. So I in fact do have one first level spell slot left. All right. I'm very, glad that I caught that. Very good. All right. Well, let's roll some luck checks. Give me get, roll a d20. Um, I'm rolling for the cruise. Come on, mama. 19. 19? The crew of the Feral Free rolled a 17, mm -hmm. and the crew of the Requiem rolled a 2. Yes! So you yes! see this dragon, yes! you watch as it Thank lashes you, out, <laughs> swinging a claw that just knocks a sailor, <laughs> Wilhelm scream overboard. Um, it takes a <laughs> bite of another one, ripping it in half, sending its legs just stumbling backwards, and uses its last claw to just absolutely pancake another one of the Oof. sailors, just flat. Someone, probably Quince, will be cleaning that later, if you survive. Um, Quince never has to clean a deck for the rest <laughs> of the, maybe the week. Until I leave. <laughs> and everyone starts making him clean making decks Making him again. do his job. That's yeah. what he is there for. <laughs> oh, 
I'm gonna be the one who cleans that. They can kill. They can tow a barrel you're in. <laughs> oh right, that is going to be its turn. Just a barrel going. Oh. <laughs> that's for the. That's for all you people out there. I am going to. Um, it's for what? all you fans. It's for all you fans out there who love your barrels. It's for all you quince freaks. All you out quince there. freaks who love your barrels. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. There's so much going on. Um, I shouldn't have brought coffee. <laughs> the, the crew of the feral free is again fiercely at it. Things are looking dire. You see that Zaroom manages to stay up, but um, Nella takes a blade to the stomach and Ooh. falls to the ground. Nella. He jumps down, um, holding his blade up to defend her. The Muscatinis are still taking pot shots, but you see one takes an arrow in the chest and falls back, um, looking very, very hurt. Maybe it hit something vital. Maybe it didn't. We'll have to see. Uh, Flambe, she's going to run over. She has currently 12 hit points left based on my account. Okay. She is going to take opportunity attacks and run over and use her from her healing pool some of the d6s she has so she runs by two sailors oh my god neither one of them hit yes um they met a 10 and a 7 they swing out but she pounces between the blades agile as a cat a blur of tiger stripes in the dark night and she lands pressing a hand on your chest as you see this green holy energy flows out will this not done with you yet you get Come on. She's going to use the max. She can only use 46 of her 66 in one turn. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is going to be 13 back to you. You're an angel, Flambe. I'm something. Um, <laughs> wow. That is going to be their turn. And now also she is up in the mix with you, which is part of the hazards of when they join there. Yes. They can take attacks now. Yes. Um, okay. You see Ciceros manages to dart out and pit like... Just she's like kind of, she's almost like a scorpion. Her her uh, rapier lashes out and like pierces not super deep into people, but enough to like prick them and send them kind of spinning back. Mm-hmm. You see that she darts underneath your blade and pierces through the chest of one of the guards nearby. Not one of the three attacking you, but kills it with some sneak attack damage. Nice move. This is what I'm good at. Finally, a place to show my stuff. Um, oh, you weren't already showing it? No, not to flex, but um, I was going easy on those on those other sailors. That is going to be their turn. Now, Captain Sticks is still maintaining concentration on whole person, so she's going to attack the two of the three sailors with her two attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nat 20 on one nice. of them. And a 16 just barely hits. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, she deals. That's not too great. That is seven on one of the guards, fucking up him pretty well. And then that is nine on the other. So two of the three guards are on death's door, stumbling back as she spins around, piercing out. And that is going to be her turn. Now it is the sailor's turn. The three of them are all going to attack her, trying to cut her down. She's causing a lot of trouble and she's, oh my God. I just rolled two nat 20s. (gasps) And the last one. Oh my god, that is a what? third nat 20. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god, oh my goodness. That, I'm gonna be honest, I don't see how <laughs> that she could stay up, but I will roll the damage in case for some miracle oh, they not, no. do not knock her down. So 2d8, that's 10. Oof, Captain Six is just barely hanging on. Next attack definitely puts her under. Yeah. Um, so you see, you watch as these three sailors burst forward. The first one, she tries to parry it, but it pierces her into her shoulder again, pinning her against the taffrail. The next, into her stomach, she gasps 
um, blood pouring out of her mouth as she snarls at them. And then the last two death save fails as it oh. pierces into her stomach, blood pouring from her mouth as she's pinned to the taffrail. Nice. Um, everyone on the crew of the Feral Free screams out to her, Captain! Mascar turns, um, unfortunately, kind of leaving him open for an attack. He takes a swipe, takes some damage. Um, it is looking really, really Grim. rough right now. <laughs> Yike. Um, it is initiative 10. That is Admiral Grossnot. He makes another wisdom save because he is... Oh, no, whole nope, person whole drops because she's down. So she, he lunges for you. I told you you wouldn't make it off of this ship. Two attacks. Another nat 20. Oh, oh my god. Oh, my god. Um, and the next one's an 18. So you can shield to block the other one. Actually, uh... Out of game, I'll tell you this. He's about to do 4d6 on you. Um, okay, Flambe yeah, is still shield. up, but it would if she doesn't make it, like, if it doesn't make it to her turn. If, yeah. yeah. I'll shield. Oof. 23 damage. Yeah, I um, go down and pop back up at one. He swings I out, had cutting into your chest. There's a burst of blood. You see Cicero screams out, Zula! Um, as you fall to the ground. I think and I'm then, okay. <laughs> coming back your eyes, bloodshot. You feel that orcus rage burn through your blood. This man insults your people. He insults your crew. And he has no respect for anyone but himself. I, As I um, gasp and open up my eyes, I look him dead in the eyes and I say, I can't be killed. And hope that that will <laughs> give me an intimidation check. Give me an intimidation else. check. I'll tell you this: it's going to be at least a DC 15 in yeah, order to yeah. intimidate him. Intimidation at plus two. The I, only charisma skill. The only you have charisma skill. Because <laughs> I have dusks. Come on! Oh, fuck me. Five. Five. He looks at you. This is your last chance. Surrender or die. Surrender or die. I just repeat his words back to him. Blood dripping out of out of your tusk. No, you. Um, no, you. <laughs> you hear Dabrushah? How's it going over there? Um, from Badly his for ship. Him. <laughs> it's going excellent. You'll have your salami in no time. Um, that is uh, his turn. It is now Zola's turn. Zola, you stand there. You look around. It's like you hear the the whining in your ears like a high-pitched ringing as you come back you see your vision hazy you're looking at the crew of the feral free nella downs a room barely standing as he's blocking the blades mr mcgreeby looks like he's taken a few deep cuts himself holding onto the wheel grimacing you watch as arami is tending to darts wounds as he has fallen into the rigging and he is clearly bleeding out as sothi covers them with archery liar actually surprisingly is probably the only person who's doing okay you see um she pops up and <laughs> darts out um and takes two shots at another sailor killing him instantly um but everyone else looks like in rough shape Count six is down flambe is also looking um really rough but she's still standing she looks at you finish him off i'll save captain sticks okay. you look at the admiral He's sneering at you. He's bloody. His mustache half burned off. His 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 eyes wide and bloodshot. It is your turn. I wish I had a mirror right now. Why? What do you mean? Because you look like shit. And I uh. Is there something wrong with my mustache? <laughs> I uh, I'm going to channel my orcish bloodline and go into a frenzy as my bonus action using the tusk. Your vision goes absolutely red, and you hear. <laughs> 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 
Um, okay, I... Gotta keep it light, folks. Things are looking really bad right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna going to attack this motherfucker. Okay. Um, Captain Grossnot. Admiral Grossnot. Ad- Admiral Grossnot. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you do not respect my rank. You will never survive on the seas. First attack is, yes, a 24. 24, he can't parry that. You definitely are going to hit. Second attack, yes, is a dirty 20. Oh, yeah, even with parry, he can't can't block that. Um, Yeah, so you hit both times. (laughs) Okay. 46 plus 12. I will re-roll the one. Oh, nice. Turn into a six. I'll re-roll that, too. Love to see it. Turn into a five. Oh, Ooh. man. And I rolled a six, 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 and a five. So six, 12, 18, 23, plus 12, 35. You rush forward. Your huge greatsword swinging. You watch, One hit point left. <laughs> you watch as the air warbles as you cut down. Tell me how you kill Admiral Grossnot. How did he um he had hit Captain Six? Hit points, by the way, left. He wasn't the one to finish her off, but he had like pierced her in the chest. That was one of the bigger blows that he gave. Yeah, her. Yeah, I think I just uh I kick him I'm parrying and like sword fighting with him and then he gets knocked out to the deck. I put a crock on his stomach and I just drive the tusk down into his chest. You drive the tusk into his chest, he and I throw his hat to the dragon. <laughs> a burst of blood <laughs> from his his chest as he spits up blood and looks at you, his eyes rolling in his head. You will never huh? survive in the capital. Huh? But, oh. I can't hear you with all that blood in your mouth. <sighs> he dies. Just walk. I'll walk over him. Um, you step on his face. His skull cracks as you do. <laughs> He deserves all of this. He's got the Croc logo and <laughs> imprinted, imprinted into his Sponsored. Sponsored by Croc. Honestly, <laughs> I will accept sponsorships from Croc. Absolutely. Um, that is, he is dead. Um, back to the top. Golf claps. Golf claps. <laughs> Everyone all golf claps. Here's what we're going to do. The dragon is, um, as of right now, there have been some shots taken on it. It is looking kind of injured. And have we been moving away from... We have been, mm-hmm. like, it, as you you look back at the other ships, bloodied, one hit point, just like absolutely that your world's spinning a little bit, and you watch as this, this those ships sinking in the distance, this dragon rising into the air above the Requiem. We are going to roll luck checks. If you or the crew rolls a nat 20, I will say that someone can make a persuasive argument to this dragon. If nothing else, it is just going to attack the lowest on um, on the luck checks. Okay. okay. So I'm going to roll for the crew of the Feral Free. Um, that's the blue die. And this one I will roll for the crew of the Requiem. Okay. 14. You watch as this beast rears back and unleashes uh, another cold breath at the crew of the Feral Free. Um, Immediately, (laughs) down, down, down. Every single crew member goes down with this breath. Even a deck save wouldn't save them, um, just because how low HP everyone was. You watch as a number of the Aurelian sailors get blasted off of the ship, just being in the crossfire of it. This, This beast rears back. 
You should have never fucked with Umberly. Going through. Simple mistake. Won't do it again. Going through. Initiative 19. I'm going to just roll oh. a death save, a single death save for the whole crew. Oh, Jesus. That's a nat 20. Oh, that's, come and look wait, at it. Wait, does Captain pop up at one? Every single one of them. It. I'm going to say Captain Six will pop up at one, but you see yes. everyone breathes easy. Uh, though they are soaked and drenched, you see definitely broken bones pretty much uh -huh. out of this fight for sure. Yeah. But it looks like the crew of the Feral Free is not going to die today. Oh my god. I cannot. Wow. That is like my sixth nat 20. Holy what the fuck? Crap. Oh my goodness. Oh my I god. guess, you know, every dog has its day and today was your day. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> nine times out of ten it was both, it was against me. Yeah. It was things that didn't want to happen. Um, That is their turn. You look out, the crew is scattered, everyone is pretty much down. The Aurelian sailors, though many of them um, still stand, the majority of them, surprisingly, it looks like at least like a hundred people have died here oh, between shit. just like all of the combat and the chaos. Other Aurelian sailors pour above deck, but they see, they look and they see their captain is dead. I'm wearing uh, his hat. You're, you're wearing his hat. <laughs> no, I threw it to the dragon. The dragon <laughs> snatches it out of the air and swallows it whole. It is their turn. There's a lot of chaos here. Pretty much you are the only one standing. And just... Captain Sticks just like bleeding out, <laughs> hand on the taffrail, just like snarling. I'm just standing with my one hit point, like with my fucking huge giant sword, like my shoulders heaving out of breath. And I'm like, keep them coming. Let's do a little roll off here. You are gonna roll an intimidation check, and I'm going to roll for the crew. If they pass, the battle continues, unless you were to do something on your turn to discourage them or do something else. If they fail, well, we'll see. Nat one. Nat one. They rolled really poorly, but still above a nat one. You see- I look pretty fucked up, I guess. Yeah, they look at you um, many of them look terrified, but Is a number... Is this a brief respite in battle? Can I cast my second wind? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you can second wind. You can take okay. a deep breath and second wind right now. All right. I do it. <laughs> uh, I fucking do it. Um, you stand there injured. Captain Sticks stands beside you, um, bleeding profusely. <sighs> Think we could take him? We gotta. I guess you're right, huh? Quince can't hide. I don't think there's a lot of air left in that barrel by now. <laughs> he gasps, bursting <laughs> out of the drill barrel. A hole. Did we win? No. Oh, Go no. <laughs> so. uh, it's that like moment in battle where both sides are just like looking at each other. Like we're not done yet, but everyone needs a little breather. <laughs> yeah, you see Zaroom is like, again, pretty much everyone is out of this battle. Zaroom is like holding Nella barely alive, mm -hmm. soaking wet from the cold water that was blasted upon them. Um, you see that it looks like Mascar is like, you know, he's got, he's doing that classic like Boromir, like he's got, he's like kneeling, like barely standing, definitely mm -hmm. like about to go unconscious. Cicero's um, is lying next to you, completely out. Oh, Cicero's, I <laughs> say, late. <laughs> It is technically the sailor's turn, actually. Okay. Um, so there are a number that have just come up. I'm going to say that a total is those three that are injured, plus like another five, at least, that have entered into combat. I'm just going to roll some attacks. Two misses. 21s. 
two twenty ones. Mm -hmm. Do you have a? You don't have a. You I don't, don't have, have any spell slots left. Um, it's a four. That is seventeen. Okay, so seventeen damage total. No, no, no. Sorry, oh. seventeen was uh, the hit. Oh, you. sorry. And you see more are coming. Um, as he said, there are like. I mean, several hundred perhaps died in this fight, but there is at least a thousand that manned this ship. Oh my gosh. Captain Sticks, what was the plan? Uh, I don't know. I thought that maybe we'd be able to intimidate them once their, once their captain is done. Yeah. Well, let me see. That's We're not done yet. So that's eight plus two to ten damage total on you. Yep. I have two hit points. Two hit points. And I don't have any more tricks up my sleeve. Okay. Oh, wait. Um, I but am resistant is... to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing oh, so damage. Oh, you take half. That's um, five damage on you. I was like, I knew I did my little tusky. Um, yeah, so you snarl. These blades cut into you, and you don't even feel them. It is now uh, your turn. Um, okay, I will um, attack who is around me. Okay, there are. you are like up in the mix mm -hmm. with at least like three are injured, five uninjured. Um, you just, uh, give me a perception check. Yeah. 15. 15. The ballista, the massive ballista, the one that's like a mortar cannon, is, I... you would have to, you, Holy shit. you would either, <laughs> here's the thing, you could take a disengage and avoid the opportunity attacks to get to it. Or um, I could fucking misty step. Or you can misty step because you, cause, damn, I gave you that misty step. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can 100% misty step, misty step and use your movement to get to that um, All right. ballista. I misty step to the fucking ballista. You disappear just like Trick before you um, and appear up on the main helm where you stand amongst, like you see Mr. McGreeby, like his metal arm still holding onto the wheel as he's like at the edge of consciousness. Um, he looks... At you. You grab this kiddo. <laughs> I, I push him away on his wheels. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls away. I know usually we very offensive to wheel you away, but... <laughs> at this point, I've lost enough blood that everything seems fun. Okay. Um, you stand amongst all these dead bodies and this massive bronze, like, cannon, like artillery cannon. Oh, shit. Um, that, it, you have your action. This um, would be. This would take a full action to fire. Yeah. You don't get like two shots of this. Yeah, yeah. Zola kind of looks looks at like the dragon like twisting in the side of the sea, and then I look at the feral free, the ship that was you know my home for ten days. And yeah. I... You see it like hun like hundred feet back, still like floating there listlessly. Um, no wind in its sails as it it's basically disappearing in the distance. I hate to shoot such a beautiful creature. Um, this this gets a plus ten to hit. Right. Um, sixteen. Sixteen is not gonna do it. Um, you spin the Spink cannon sploosh. around and <laughs> fire off a shot that clips the wing but does not injure the dragon. It roars in anger. Um, big ol' sploosh. Big ol' sploosh. That is... Uh, Devastating. A wasted turn. Entire, encouraged entirely by my DM. I did not say fire at the <laughs> dragon, my friend. You fire at the dragon. Um, initiative 20. Um, let's roll some luck checks. Really thought I was doing something there, Captain. It's alright. Next time, you know, aiming at these guys. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure how that would bode it's, for us. It's alright. I mean, honestly, anything at this point would work. The crew of the Feral Free got a six, 
and the crew of the you could look at it right now the requiem they rolled a four (gasps) holy shit or um, fast six, bitch. You see the dragon <laughs> lands on deck, snarling, angry. They did that. New shot at Colcifer. No one will survive. It is going to make all of its attacks on the Aurelian crew. Um, you watch it <laughs> pounce down and splat, land on a couple of them, killing them instantaneously. It swings a claw out, clawing into another one, instantly just like slicing him in three pieces, um, and then <laughs> snaps out and go- swallows another I touch the Bible of Timora in my chest pocket. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Perhaps I'm becoming religious again. <laughs> um, it, is now, um, it is now the crew of the Feral Free. Um, at initiative 19, you see that um, st- she has all her spells left. She is going to um, start using them. Fucking start. Well, she went down so fast, you know? She had whole person up, which got you to. You're right. You're also, right. I'm so sorry. You should have crit on Admiral Gross Knot, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have gotten advantage. Okay. She turns to you. Hey. You're honestly our best hope right now. She casts Healing Word on you, so you get back. You get 13 HP back. Ooh, nice one. Um, back to 22. Back to 22. Feeling a little bit better. You're like, <sighs> oh, it's been a, it's been um, a wild. <laughs> it's been a wild one. And then she um, looks at the crew that is still up. She looks at the Aurelian sailors, bleeding and snarling. You can either join us and fight this beast, or you can die here today. What's going to be? She's she, usually pretty true to her word. She is going to roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. Um, it's going to be a DC 15. Mm, still didn't do anything on my turn. Can still wave his claws <laughs> at their necks. He, he, oh yeah, still in goes like this. Drags a claw across his face like it would have been a throw. Um, And she's going to roll a flat roll. She has to beat a DC 15. She's trying to intimidate these, or it's either way, she gets a plus five. So she is trying to intimidate them into um, fighting on her side, at least for the time being. She is going to roll flat. She needs to get a 10 or higher. So this is really, truly just a luck check, if I'm being honest. Okay. Kiss my die. That's an 18, baby. Yes! Um, You see the crew looks around at each other. One of them. The first mate is dead. And I, as the 20th mate, am now in charge. My fellow Aurelians, we have fought bravely today. But if we are to fight another day, we must unite with these strange pirate folk. At least for now. Fire at the dragon! I um, roll my eyes so hard. <laughs> Kevin Six is like... This guy sucks more than Quince. Honestly, I might throw half of these guys overboard after this. I mean, 20th, mate. 20th. First of all, good on us. We've cut through a lot of them. They are really weak, but we've... Also, at that point, it's kind of like... It's like saying you're 20th chair in, like, an orchestra. Like, it's just, it makes you You're not even bad. in the orchestra at yeah. that point. You might There's not well. even that many violins mo- most of the time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You might, you're really just like, I am in the audience at that point. <laughs> I'm pretty much, like, <laughs> playing the timpani. Oh, I don't want... Uh, we're whispering this, though, of course. I don't yeah. want that to think. Um, no offense to timpani no players. No offense to timpani players. <laughs> that was her action. She used her action Sick. to intimidate. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. 
I do want you to survive, but I do have to abide by the game and yeah. say that she's going to use a full six seconds to try and intimidate these people. Yeah, that probably took a good six seconds. Go to the timer and everyone look now. See how long it took me. Um, <laughs> that is um, now it's their turn. You watch. This dragon is, I'll say this right now. The dragon is at half health Ooh. right now, which is 80 hit points. Yes. Um, I am going to, rather than roll like 20 attacks, right. I am going to roll two. One will be for the ballista, those who can man the ballista, mm -hmm. and um, the smaller ballista, that is. Mm -hmm. And then for those who are just like firing crossbow bolts. Mm -hmm. Neither one of those are going to hit. You mm. see that these bolts are passing <laughs> off of the scales. Oh, come on. You could do better than that. That is their turn, unfortunately. Um, initiative 10, Admiral Grossnot is dead. You see he is just a uh, just pulp and bone that you with a croc imprint on his face. Um, initiative 1, um, Dare Boucher, far in the distance. How's it going over there? <laughs> no. I just wave my sword. <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. And he continues sailing away. Um, well, out of distance. Um, it is your turn. Okay. How far is this dragon from me? It is um, on, board the, on board the ship right now. Oh. It is like crawling over the helm. Um, half of its body is probably... I would say that you are... I'll say this. If you want to sword it, you would have to... Break away from the ballista, or the break away from the mortar cannon, and you can go make your attacks. Um, and you would use like half your movement to get to him, or you can use, you could stay, and you wouldn't fire disadvantage because it's like fifteen feet away. So there's the range ah. attack wouldn't be disadvantage. Mm. Wait, can I ask him what what damage the ballista does? Yeah, of course. Let me just pull it up. Really I just quick. want to see if it's my best option right now. It is six d10 piercing damage. Mm, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I use my cool lightning lure? But I'll do that another time. Um, all right. You I'm, think for a second. Quince I'm, goes, just use the fucking artillery. Uh -huh, it's uh -huh. much better. <laughs> okay. I'm just doing my best. <laughs> Trying new things. All right. I, yeah, I turn, turn the blister around and go, everyone duck and fire at the dragon. This massive bronze like artillery cannon now points toward Coltsifer, um, who turns back. Oh, you're uh, approaching me. <laughs> Not quite. It's, what's the plus? <laughs> uh, plus 10. Plus 10. 15. 15. God he manages Wait, to... can Stilton help me? Aim? Still, okay, here's the thing. Have you used your bardic? No. You have a D8. I will use the bardic. You are so smart. So I'm here. Two. <laughs> Two. So it's 17. So 17. It's right below his AC. You know Sad. what? I'll say it is your turn. Stilton can act. I'll... <laughs> You go to fire it, and Stilton's claw grips onto it and adjusts <laughs> adjust it a little bit. You can roll one more time. All right, what a merciful DM. I am very merciful, aren't I? Ooh, that's a 27. That is 100% going to hit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want my player to die in our podcast that we fair, run together. Fair, fair. I don't have a hell campaign set up yet, so please. <laughs> uh, Solo Goes to Hell would be such a fun arc. Solo Goes to Hell. Bennett. Yeah, get that D&D D ASMR. Also, I said piercing before, but it is bludgeoning damage. Okay. Because it's shooting a massive cannonball. <laughs> right. 31 damage. 31 damage. Oh, baby. Immediately, this <laughs> thing turns towards you, snarling, opens its mouth to take a bite, and you, boom, take a firing cannonball <laughs> into it. It 
catches the ball in its mouth, knocking it backwards. You see teeth shatter as Thank it you. scrambles Still back. <laughs> um, just like Good you grab. get a little head in, a little thought in your head that's like, I am literally always here to help you. You can always <laughs> ask for my help. Thanks. Wow. That is your turn, and what a fucking turn it was. We are gonna go back to the top. The dragon is it's hurt it's angry um it is not yet in such dire straits that it wants to retreat though so we are going to do just now two luck checks mm-hmm. it's either going to be attacking essentially you or everyone else everyone else basically okay. 10 nat 20 for the crew oh, so that is good in the sense that they the blast isn't going to be affecting the crew of the feral free yeah. and it's not going to be affecting you but it is going to do all three of its attacks on you right okay, now yeah. um okay so it's gonna roll it it's a 19 plus seven on the first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or plus nine actually on the first 19 on the second mm-hmm. nat 20 oh no that, they all hit <laughs> um i'm gonna be fully honest with you um, I do. What are you at right now? Twenty-two hit points. Twenty-two. Okay, so I guess it's technically possible. Um, I'm gonna if it roll rolls really shitty. If it rolls really shitty, yeah. So I'm gonna roll. Let's the get some ones. Let's get some ones. Not, not ones, my friend. Um, that <laughs> oh, no. is nineteen on the first half to eight. Then we're gonna do the claws. Ten half to five. Mm-hmm. I'm at nine. Nine halved to four. Sick. You are still up. Yeah, I have five hit points left. I have been all over the map this episode. You are snarling plenty. They watch, you watch as the crew of the Feral Free just like dazed and weary trying to steady themselves watches you take on this dragon firing a shot that sends it snarling back. It climbs forward hopping on top of the ballista tearing into you. One swipe across your chest that sends a burst of blood all over its face. You stumble back another swipe cut across your arm nearly tearing through like the ligaments to the bone Um, and the last one a bite straight onto your arm. I'm gonna have some sick scars after this. You're gonna have some sick scars. I'm gonna be torn the fuck I need you to roll a luck check for me. Understandable. This is a lot of damage in one hit. You may lose a limb here if you are not careful. Which would be the second campaign in which Lisa loses a limb that I DM. That didn't count because you did not mean to roll. I didn't mean to roll. Yeah, it like flew out of your hand. Thank you for saying that because I was so shook at you targeting. Uh, Noah did um, (laughs) take away one of my arms in campaign, but replaced it with a really cool spell laser arm. That's right. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the afterlife. (laughs) Just have to subscribe. Fifteen. Oh, thank God. You stumble back holding your arm, practically like holding I'm it in place right now. holding it up to my joint. It looks at you snarling. I think for the first time, Zola's like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty scared. You're actually really scared. You see, Cap- you look down, Cicero's is being helped up by Captain Styx, who looks at you. Everyone is just in awe of you taking on this dragon. Um, the Aurelian sailors... Um, give me a charisma check with advantage. So I know that you minus okay. one. So really, two d twenties minus, minus one. one. First one's sixteen. Second one's eleven. Sixteen. You, as you stand off with this dragon, you watch the faces of those around you. You stand amongst piles and piles of Aurelian bodies, just people who've been torn to shreds by this dragon or the crew of the Feral Free. Some of them like just unconscious, soaking wet from the dragon's frigid breath. The ones who are standing look at you and you see a few more rise above deck. 
as they watch you take on this dragon. And you can tell that they are genuinely incredibly impressed. They are, for the first time ever, seeing someone who they have been taught their entire military careers that these kind of people are a threat and that they are no good and that they are never going to do anything kind for you, that they are an enemy of you. Mm-hmm. And here you are defending them, whether or not they you are doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. defending them. There is a glint of respect in many of their eyes. It's um, a little too late, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> too late, too little too late. Um, You're complicit. <laughs> <laughs> You're, the Nuremberg defense does not work <laughs> any conditions. Um, so... You stand there, this dragon snarling over you. It looks around, injured at the crew of the Feral Free. Injured, terrified. It don't, is Don't pull any punches on me, boss man. Well, I'll say this. It is now <laughs> boss the... Boss person. Boss person. <laughs> um, you see the... I'm going to... We'll do some more D20 rolls as the crews begin to fire off some shots. First one is a 19, is going to hit. Second one isn't. So you see like a round of ballista shots like fire off, but ping off of the dragon as it snarls, whipping its head around at the crew that remains. Keep fighting. We can take this beast on. Captain Styx rolls her eyes. Yeah. Honestly, really, whatever whatever you guys need to say to yourselves. Um, <laughs> the next one, a few fire off some arrows and I'm going to roll. Um, they're just doing like hand crossbows. So yeah. it's just a few D6s. That is six damage to it. It is, I'll tell you this, it starts with 160. Mm-hmm. Um, through the battle, it been, I had, just so everyone knows, I essentially pre-calculated damage per round mm-hmm. as Ballista going off and stuff like that. If it gets below 40, it decide, it is probably going to retreat. It is currently at 43. Um, and it is now your turn. Um... You stand there, bloodied, on like once again on the precipice of death. Um, still that orc fury flowing through your veins. You're seeing red. You still manage to get these cognitive thoughts through of like understanding your surroundings. But right now, you feel like that fury in your bloodline telling you to destroy this beast. Yeah. Um, I think Zola um, is going to um, come out of her... Uh, her, you know, frenzy. Uh, and as kind of her mind clears, she feels like a crackle of electric magic in her fingertips. And I'm going to um, try to lightning lure the dragon to me. So uh, oh I lash out some lightning energy and uh, it has to succeed on a strength saving throw or be pulled towards me and take lightning damage. Okay, well, and it's not as like big of an attack, but I just think it would be super sick to pull a dragon towards me. Mm-hmm. You stand, take a breath and steal yourself, calming that rage, reminding yourself that you are not just your bloodline. You are not your base instinct. You have intellect and you know that you can take on this dragon. Yeah. Um, it's going to roll con or strength saving. Strength saving throw, it's 13. 13, okay. Not a super high DC. Hopefully choosing a cantrip right now doesn't <laughs> backfire on me, but I think Lightning Lure sounds like a really cool spell. So. Hey, listen, I, my favorite thing about your playstyle is that you make moves that are like in line with this 18-year-old's brain. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're, you're smart enough to know that you can, oh my God, it doesn't get any bonuses to strength. So it's just a yes. plus five. It needs to roll an eight or higher, I okay. believe, to be a 13, yes. you said? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to roll. 
roll with this. This is my unlucky die. I'm gonna lift. I'm gonna lift my. I won't look at your iPad. A nat that one. one bitch. It just like whips its head around at you as you lasso a lightning bolt around its throat and lightning shocks through it. It snarling tries to rear back as you, like taming a dog, pull it towards you. Uh, yeah, it's two. It's actually it's two d eight, not one d eight, because I'm six level right now. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. nice. So I rolled in. Uh, eight and uh, I think the first one was a five, so thirteen so lightning 13. damage. Um, you snarl as it snarls at you and pull it down, just tumbling it onto the helm amongst the bodies. It snarls and looks at you, a genuine look of fear in its eyes. What do you say to this beast? Um, I'll lose my arm and I'll lose a whole lot more before I watch another one of Captain Sticks's ships sink. You see Captain Stick smiles, whose ship? And everyone on board goes, our ship! And lunges forward. This dragon snarling, its eyes panicked, um, begins to try and take off. You can take an attack of opportunity if you would like. Um, They're gonna take I, some shots as well. I let it go and I think I hold my hand up to, I hold <laughs> my hand up to them, say don't shoot. <laughs> Incredible. Tell you, the other dragons. Oh, fuck, you were tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do not disrespect Umberly again, or perhaps I, my dad will come over and bite you off. Okay, okay. I just happen to be in the area. It's a, you don't have to make excuses. This was a tough one. <laughs> um, you see it <laughs> leaps into it on the air. And it flies into the air, this graceful beast that <laughs> dies beneath the waves, swimming back towards the glowing coral reef in the distance. I run to where Cesar Rose is laying. Cesar Rose, yeah, now being supported by Captain Sticks, you run over. Uh, give me a medicine check. Yes. Um, I'm trying to do a medicine check as my limb is literally hanging off of my shoulder, by the way. Captain Sticks is like, oh, oh, no. Uh, Flambe. Um, she runs over to Flambe, who is like coughing up blood. Um, she casts Healing Word on Flambe to bring her up a little bit. Do you mind a little help? Mm -hmm. um, Flambe runs over to you and puts a paw on your shoulder, and you see this glowing healing light as she uses her last pool of D6s. You get, um, you get 8 HP back, and you see your, you. The, the ligaments, the muscles begin to re-stitch themselves together. You just have like a really deep cut there now. Yeah, I, um, I willed a two-handed weapon, so that would have been pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I was, I was really nervous for that one. Yeah. Um, um, all right, I got a 16 on my medicine check. I am proficient in medicine checks. You can tell that she is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, you managed to kind of like help her up with Captain Sticks's help, um, and you see that she is bleeding profusely, but she's like holding in um, she's got like some of her clothes, her beautiful dress, like bunched oh. up over it, it's matted with blood. Captain Sticks and the crew of the Feral Free, beaten, bleeding, and bruised, stand victorious like David over Goliath. The remaining crew of the Requiem, looking around, drop their blades, terrified of the unrelenting fury of your party, and you see one, a lanky, ginger haired individual you recognize to be Yesman. Admiral's first mate oh, pops out of a barrel. Uh -uh. It, uh, is it over? You see the guy who said he was like 20th mate in line. <laughs> oh, fuck. First mate, sure, yes, man. Leaps sure, yes, out man. of his of uh, barrel. 
Captain Sticks? Please spare us. Um, I hand him a mop. <laughs> this is your job now. Don't speak to the captain unless someone's dying. <laughs> captain Sticks smiles at you and turns a disgusted look back at him. Why should I spare you? Would you have spared my crew if we had been the ones bleeding out? Uh, and Mascar comes over. Uh, captain, are the ones bleeding out? Uh, you're pretty tall talk. We are not doing well. Um, she like waves him off a little bit. <laughs> Um, first mate, Yasmin, nervously looks around at the Aurelian sailors that are gathering on the main deck. There are so many bodies around here. The water is littered with floating corpses and, like, people scrambling to get on debris. You see, like, a final, like, storming of sailors. A lot of the people who work on... It seems like Admiral Grossnout was bluffing a little bit. A lot of people who work on the ship aren't necessarily trained soldiers. This requires a lot of maintenance. Like, if you were to go on an aircraft carrier, yes, there may be, like, a crew of a thousand... 600 people but just people in the boiler room yeah there's engineers Mm -hmm. you've got people like quince there who are just like like little cabin boys and stuff like that cabin gals cabin boys cabin days Mm -hmm. everyone is just you know not necessarily looking for a fight and they know that even it's kind of one of those scenarios where it's like yeah we could beat them but would I be the one who dies? Would I, would would I die? But, uh, also, I they die? probably are sent out all their soldiers in the first wave, which we killed. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that, like, for anyone's for anyone who's counting, the, a, a large chunk of the armed <laughs> forces that exist on this ship have been cut down or blasted off thanks to the dragon. Um, Captain Sticks turns to you. What do you think, Sola? Should we spare them? Captain Sticks, as much as I would like to throw some of these fuckers overboard, you have shown me that it is sometimes the move to show mercy. So maybe we can just, next time we pass land, like an island, just drop them off and let them swim. Fair idea, my friend. Um, She turns back to them. To all of you who wish to remain loyal to the Empire, feel free to take a swim. Everyone else, welcome to the Feral Free. Why don't you all get some rest below deck? Tomorrow's a big day. The crew of the rec room pause and like look at each other nervously, kind of uh, a little intimidated by like this confidence that she's just like, yep, I'm the cat. I am the captain now. I am the captain now. Um, And then you hear like some light applause and some cheers as people be like, oh my God, we're fucking going to live. <laughs> like everyone's, everyone is just so excited not to be dead. I um, kick Quince's barrel over and let him, let him out. Did we win? I introduce him to his um, new best friend, Sure Yesman. Yeah, he pulls out a crossbow, takes a shot. No. <laughs> I'm the first mate now. What do you get? 13. That doesn't hit. <laughs> the bolt. Let you them see. fight it out, Captain. Sure, it's like, please don't hurt me. Wow, you're even more of a wimp than me. Quince, it looks like you got a promotion. It looks so. Plus, you're still in sick leave. Oh, wow, I didn't even consider that. Why was I fighting in this You should fight? not be in office right now. You're right. This We're is... going to hear it from the union. Yeah, we cannot not... have you in. Oh, you're so right, Zola. I'm going to go below deck and get some rest. Yeah, root out any more cowards who are hiding in barrels. <laughs> he loads his crossbow. <laughs> I got this. Leave it to me. He gets the patrol and Mascar's like, I am going to. I will follow him. Uh, tell him <laughs> there's an exchange. Usually there's a huge 
hole in his pants. <laughs> you turn, you see that his, he, the whole back half of his pants have just been like ripped off, and <laughs> you see his bare bottom as he walks away. Um, you all stand aboard deck, victorious, taking spots by the large gilded wheel watching the surviving sailors gather the injured and take them to bed. Some of them moving the bodies and beginning to give them like funeral rites. Um, Flambe, Nella, Quince make themselves comfortable for the last night of the journey while Zaroom and Mascar begin to like move large crates over the hatches and before the doors to kind of essentially, if anyone changes their mind in the middle of the night, um, he wants to essentially seal them downstairs. So everyone is kind of getting, getting comfortable um, and Cicero's still like clutching the bloodstained dress um, stands now next to you while you stand by the wheel um, you know perhaps Captain Sticks will let us take a vacation soon I talked to the crew about unionizing and Mascar thinks it's a fantastic idea he's happy to work with us to make sure we're getting all the things we need from our employment benefits yeah. like you said healing spells uh-huh. healing spells and hey Maybe a few boats in case the ship sinks? Yeah, a lifeboat would be mm-hmm. a great move. Captain there might be one here. Captain Sticks is like, look, right over there. They've got like three. It's about time. I don't need to buy anything. This money is our money. <laughs> let the let the Imperials send, spend their money on lifeboats. That's something, that's an extra cost. Um, she goes and like opens the door to the captain's quarters. Nice digs and enters in. Um, There's a lot of interior decoration to be done. Oh my god, boat there's, captain! It's incredibly gaudy, but there's something to work with here. Um, <laughs> it's a fixer upper. It's a fixer upper. Um, you stand with Cicero's and the helm of the ship as people, you know, clean up and head to bed. Um, Cicero stands by your side. Are you okay? I'm so sorry that you got tied up. We haven't even. It looks like we jumped from the fire into the frying pan. Yeah. You mean into the out of the frying pan and into the fire? Is that what it is? Yes. I mean, the frying pan is bad, but the fire is much right. more intense. Yeah, yes. you're right. Hey, it's been a long day, as you said. Thank you for your help. And again, I'm sorry about everything. They said that they kissed you? Um, no, they... But on the cheek... Oh. oh, I thought that was you, too. Oh. Oh. I, uh... Uh... I, uh... <laughs> sorry. No, no, I, I'm sorry. I would I would love to d- do that. Okay, I kiss her. <laughs> oh. You two kiss, you share a passionate embrace. Um, she, um, her hand moves away from holding her side and wraps her arms around your neck, bringing you in. Um, and the two of you spend your night at the helm. Um, I drag out pillows and blankets and I just set them right up against the, the helm of the wheel and I just go to sleep right there at her feet. Yeah, you make a little a little camp there. Um, you, you put like a little cloak over the wheel so that when you wake up tomorrow morning, it's not going to like instantly scorch Cicero's <laughs> skin. Um, oh, I'm, hey, do me a favor. Um, when you leave in the morning, will you just... Um, uh, nudge me awake so I can go down to my room because I'm pretty sure Mr. McGreeby thinks that I'm like scared of the dark or something. I don't think I'm gonna go below deck in the morning. I'll just, you know, stay up here for a little longer. Oh, okay. Um, and 
Mr. McGreeby, he'll do you mind taking the ship while we go to bed? Um, and Mr. McGreeby is like, uh, sure, sure. I mean, if uh, if you guys want to head uh, maybe to the to the bow of the ship, a little bit more privacy up there, since I'll be over here with uh, all these dead bodies. Uh, yes, that's uh, that would be a little a little better probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we drag the pillows and blankets through all the through corpses. the corpses. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we should have set this up later, but it's okay. I I don't care. Yeah, I all. should have set it up on the other end. It's okay. Um, I was kind of loopy um, from you know almost losing my arm and stuff. Yeah, it, you're gonna get some pretty uh, sexy scars <laughs> if I do so. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very, very flirty. Um, <laughs> the two of you bed down for the evening. She takes a cloak and wraps it around you as you guys head off to sleep. As always, morning comes, and with it, the promise of a new adventure. As the bright Fayfall sun glints over the eastern horizon, Captain Six rustles you awake, her dandelion yellow face smiling. Wake up, sleepyheads. We're here. You wake up, kind of rubbing your eyes. Um, Cicero's like pulls the cloak over her head. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, I put <laughs> no. the blankets over her. Uh, this is probably going to fuck up my sleep schedule, but hey, it was totally worth it. it. Um, you both like rise, um, still in, excitedly crackling <laughs> next to you. He, he, he slept by our feet, <laughs> he like a by cat, your feet, like a little cat. But like as as crabs do, so like pretty much pulled in, yeah. like tucked underneath. <laughs> Um, you rise and look over the bow of the ship towards the bright morning star rising into the clear blue sky and see, far in the distance, the gilded bay that stretches inland, the great glittering wall of Aurelia, capital of the Aurelian Empire, stretching far and high along the coastline. And that's where we're going to end this arc. Oh my goodness. My God. palms are sweaty, knees spaghetti. I swear to God, if you. There was. This this podcast was like three bad rolls away from being from over. Just, <laughs> just like being rolling fully new over. Yeah, like new characters. Or I play Cicero. <laughs> I schedule my funeral. <laughs> oh, no. That's so sad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you for listening to this arc of Try Not to Die. Thank you. It has been such a blast to be able to tell this story with all of you. Um, we are so grateful to have your support. Special thanks to our Eldritch patrons, of course, all of you who have subscribed so far, but especially our tryhards, those who have subscribed to the $5 tier and up, Andrew, Becca, Emily, Claire, Kate, Lucy, Paige, and Nicole. With you in our corner, we'll never run out of spell slots like Zola did today. Shut up. <laughs> if you would like to become a patient, please go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Subscribe to any tier of $5 and up, and you'll hear your name in this powerful patron list. We're going to keep churning out new content, even during our break, uploading some old stuff, creating some new stuff, um, and we'll be announcing some stretch goals exclusively available to those who subscribe. Uh, any other announcements, Lise? Yeah. Um, by the time this episode um, comes up, uh, it's going to be almost our one-year anniversary yeah. of doing the podcast. At the end of January 2020 was when we started it, right before the world fell to shit. So, Perfect uh, timing, baby. Um, and we're going to have a little um, party over on our Patreon. We're going to ha- throw the pot a birthday party. Yeah. So if you come, become a patron um, the week after this 
um, comes out, you can attend our birthday party. So yes, it's join- 12 months old. Yeah, our little <laughs> 12, baby. 12 months. We should only refer to our podcast <laughs> in months. months, like annoying moms. Like, um, she's 17 months, but she's months a size old. 18. <laughs> um, so yeah, join our Patreon and you can come celebrate with us live stream. We're going to play some fun games and uh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, thank you once again for listening. I can't believe it's been a whole year since we got to start this journey. Don't worry, we will be back for a third arc of this wild tale as soon as I finish writing it. Good lord. Good lord, I can't wait. Until then, don't make me wait too long, though. I promise I will. <laughs> Until then, try not to die. Bye. Thank you.